In the U.S. Army, you can make a choice to make your mark. With over 200 fields to choose from, you can join forces with us and take on anything. Visit GoArmy.com to answer, what's your warrior? You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a thrilling installment of ARS 45 podcast. I am... One of your hosts, the Founding Father. And alongside me, I have my co-host to assist me in this exciting edition. Uh, we have uh, manning the technical helm of things, Deckard Bain. Deckard Bain, will you say hello to everyone? Good evening, good morning, good night, and whatever for anyone, whoever you're listening. Because you know that I don't know what time it is. Well... Whatever time it is right now, it's time for some uh, some fun, some info, and maybe a bit of uh, craziness, you know, wherever you are in the world today. There's no crazy involved. Said, I don't want to be involved. <laughs> it's got to have some crazy. We have, this is true. You're not, you're not wrong. Uh, we have two returning hosts joining us. We have... Uh, the old otaku of the mountain. Um, how you doing, everyone? Did you miss me? Well, we certainly missed you. and glad to have you back. And also returning, uh, he's been on the show quite a few times, but uh, always something new and always something amazing. We called him uh, pretty much uh, best human being ever for his, uh, his altruism. <laughs> and just being a good being a good all in all person. And that is Pirate Zaku. Hello, hello everyone. How is it going? Well, going pretty well. We're glad to have you again on the on the show, Pirate Zaku. And if anything, we're here to talk about quite a few things. A lot's happened, but before we jump in, because we're all just getting into the, the flow here of it for this this edition uh what has everyone been doing in the world let's go around old otaku of the mountain what have you been doing i'm doing what i always do even though i hate it i'm working well can understand that but in between the work what what has been good what has been good? What is what's treated you well out here? Um, let's see. I've been rewatching uh, the Magicians, which is on a Sci-Fi Channel, because uh, I stopped somewhere in season four and I couldn't remember where, so I decided to go back and watch some or watch from the beginning. So I am caught up now to season four. So I'll be. Starting that soon, then season five, and then I'll be done. Then I'll need to find something else to do. Uh, otherwise, last week I checked out um, 
what was it, uh, the New Pacific Rim, the uh, anime, uh, The Black. And it's pretty good. It's short. I think I only have like two episodes left because I think it's only like seven episodes. But it's been pretty good so far. I'm enjoying it. I am pleasantly pleased that it is not like uh, the second movie, which was horrible and made me very sad. How many seasons are in um, in The Magicians? Because I wanted to start watching that. It was one of those shows that while I was working my tail off, I was never able to be home to watch it. And uh, uh, DVR was not five. my friend. Only five? Yeah. Okay. And it's a, it's a sci-fi thing, so it's only like 13 episodes per season. Oh, thank God. I thought I was going to be walking into one of those. It's a 24-episode uh, season, and you have a whole lot that you got to watch. Oh, no. It's only 13 episodes. Okay. That makes yep, me. Yep, that's what I've been doing. Definitely. Wow, a lot of good stuff you've been doing. Uh, no, definitely got taken take notes myself for the cue list. Uh, then we go to Pirate Zaku. How are things? Oh, How pretty are you dandy. Um, you know, other than working um, myself, uh, I've been binging a show that I've been meaning to binge for the absolute longest time, even though it's um, not really anime related, but it is kind of geeky related. It's um, community. Um, been trying to watch that. I'm, I think I'm on season five, maybe five out of six or four out of six. I'm not. I don't remember exactly right now. Um, uh, been enjoying that very, very much. Um, trying to weave in a couple of uh, episodes of other anime. Um, for example, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, um, amongst some others, I just finished rewatching. Um, Excel World, um, and I mean that—that's about it on that front with watching stuff. Impressive, good, good. You know, not too bad at all. If anything, definitely uh, other stuff that's in the queue. Um, you know, I think we have some some. I think we have some similar materials. So no, very good. And then of course Deckard Bane. Uh, what has been uh, what has been going down lately uh, in your uh, world? So for me, outside of you know what everyone does, we work. Um, the new learnings at my job have proven to be uh, fun and useful, so I will continue there. But I now that I finished up, um, it was another series I was watching. I decided to pick back up with cells at work. And uh, I have unfortunately, uh, I've really corrupted my son because he's watching it too. But he's loving the science behind it, so I'm not too mad. Uh, and I'm also uh, going back into One Piece. So I'm having a good time before I have to turn everything off and start watching it all on my cell phone, which I really hate doing. I don't, I don't, I don't know how anyone can live off their cell phone watching everything when there are larger screens to be in, to enjoy your uh, TV and anime on. <laughs> Other than that, I'm also watching non-anime related, but geek-styled. Uh, geek uh, new season of Flash. Super interesting so far. And of course, Black Lightning. 
So if you're not watching, you really, really, really should um, keep those shows that you like going. I couldn't. I, I watched season one of Black Lightning, and that that took quite a bit to watch. Really? I I yeah, dug. I went knee deep into Black Lightning. Well, I had started watching like some of it with uh with Adam, and the thing that kept us interested was um was oh god the the bad guy a whale tobias whale yeah tobias because he was the most interesting character in the season (laughs) and it's just that i i saw that black lightning was trying to do the whole thing like luke cage and it just it didn't really work for me okay so like i i can't i can't take this it's it's just so annoying to me it's like I don't want a, what's the word? I don't want just like a, a whole, you know, plight on, you know, a race in my show. I just want to see superheroes beating up bad guys. Oh, so I look at uh, Black Lightning too, well, from a different lens. Um, I didn't see any of Luke Cage, so, you know, fight me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Uh, it just it, it just fell behind because I, I have to finish Jessica Jones, which I was watching with my wife. We have a little boy. There are things that happen in that show that are way too real that I don't want him to know about just yet. I'd rather him be scarred by some little uh, person at school first so I can explain it away. And then, you know, he can see that, yes, this happens. It even happens on television. So that's my reason. If you don't like it, tough. Uh, that's not for you guys. That's for anyone listening who wants to complain. Um, but the other bit is I like the fact that it takes the real issues that are out there in terms of, you know, racial inequality, um, and things of that sort. And, but more importantly on what we in the community should be doing in any community, like, I don't care really, you know, what, what color you are. If you were purporting for, you know, true equality, um, that starts at home. That shit starts home first. You gotta, you you gotta, you gotta get rid of your own stuff. You can focus on family first or, or focus on your, um, microcosm first, but then that still has to expand, um, to be a little bit more inclusive versus exclusive so that we don't end up committing the same acts. And that, that's what I like, um, about the show it was real it really really pushed the the community driven level uh especially in that first season uh and it keeps it keeps going later on that's like kind of the overarching thing with it but um yeah whale whale as a as an antagonist was important i don't know how he fits or how the show compares in terms again because i haven't seen any of luke cage how it compares to that so i have to assume that it's I just say the whole comparison thing because, like you said, the whole thing of, you know, the community and all that, it's, it's that's, that's a bit up in front in, uh, in Luke Cage as well, a bit. And I was like, okay, in, in Luke Cage, I was fine with it because they would talk about it, but it wasn't what they were pushing like they do in Black Lightning. And mm-hmm. that, that was, that's really my own real gripe with it. That and, and uh, Nissa and, the daughter, they, they kind of get on my nerves. 
uh for for a little bit there um they kind of make him a little less uh whiny and preachy later on as you go along um mm-hmm. but then they do kind of return to that but it's for good reason i think it's all for good reason uh but i do see where where you have your complaints because it's a dc franchise and i'm not gonna lie anytime that i see a dc franchise I immediately expect it to fail because DC has, we've only got what a couple of good movies out of any DC franchise, any other TV shows that have ever come from a DC franchise. They had to go so far off the script to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like the connection to the original comic was almost dead in the water after the pilot. And then you had some other craziness, like, um, you know, just to age myself a little bit, uh, the original Flash back in the 90s. Like, outside of the fact that dude runs really, really fast, they didn't do a lot, didn't do a lot to really connect it to the comic or give you, give you what we wanted as comic book fans. They gave you a TV yeah. show. They gave you a cop drama. That's really what it was. They plainly gave you a cop drama, and that that was mm-hmm. that was that show, and that's what they used to do back then, and that's what that's what I I expected out of the new Flash. Um, I expected some other level of cookie cutter drama from Black Lightning to a degree, and it just surprised me in the directions it took, and it kept me watching. Mm-hmm. Especially because I love the fact that Tobias Whale, um, for as much of a dick as he is. He's smooth as hell. Like, he is. Like I said, Tobias is like the best part of that show to me. That dude could talk a lady out of her last dollar, give it to another guy, and then walk, then talk to him down the block out of that same dollar. <laughs> that man is ridiculous. Wow. Wow. That is, uh, no, that is... Another another one that's in the queue for me. It's no, another one that's in the queue. It is it. I haven't looked at the writers for Black Lightning, but I have to one. You you have to first give it to his uh, his actor. Let me let me look him up because I'm gonna shout him out. Because um, he you mean, uh, you mean Queen Latifah's boyfriend? <laughs> are are you joking? Or are you serious? No, remember in um Living Single. I have to go back and, and look at, oh my gosh, wow, I do remember him from back then. Jeez. Uh, Marvin Crondon Jones the third. This dude, he makes um he makes Tobias Whale come alive. And he's not to be confused with the comedian on TikTok. Um hold I'm I'm gonna mute my mic real quick just so I don't have TikTok bla- uh, blaring in your ears. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking of Black Lightning. Black Lightning was Queen Latifah's boyfriend, not uh, Tobias. <laughs> okay, I, I was very confused there for a second. Um, yeah. Now, there, there's a guy on TikTok. Um, he's a comedian. And he... Uh, I'm going to find him. And you need to. You just need to... If you don't do anything, you have to look at this dude. It's uh, Nathan Hurd Comedy. At Nathan Hurd Comedy. 
you'll look at him and it's it's really wrong because the only thing that cements these two that makes them look remotely alike is they're both black albinos. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is the extent of the similarities. And well, no, they're bald as well. They're both bald as well. But that's again, extent of the similarities. So, but um he makes the show. He makes the show a, a, a whole ton. Yeah, he really does. Whole whole ton. And actually, before we move on to uh the next person, I forgot last week that I was supposed to give a shout out to a person that is um that surprised the crap out of me at being an artist, having her own page on Instagram on I believe she's doing some stuff on TikTok, but her art is very good. Um mm. She's a young artist. She's she's up and coming. She's she's an otaku, which surprised the life out of me because I just wasn't expecting it from her. Um, I know her parents, her grandmother. Um, they were my elders at church. She is some years younger than me, so I expected that to be a no no. <laughs> but it was an it was an okay. Cake. They were good with it. Uh, Shemsa. J's art S H E M S A J S art.com and you can find her on Instagram as well and on TikTok at Shemsa J's art such good work hand drawn sure. these are not um you know no 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 stencils or um what is it that we used to use tracing there's no tracing you can tell this is her own hand-drawn fan art and it looks very, very good. And there's some serious talent here. Um, and I think everyone should, uh, should give her a look, give her a look up. And if you like something, buy a piece, because once I figure out what I want my page to look like, I'm commissioning her to do it. (laughs) And it's not because I know her. It's because I like her art Mm -hmm. and I don't know art, but I know what I like. Very well said, Deckard Bain. If anything, uh, definitely, ladies and gentlemen, be on the, the lookout and take that recommend and give support to uh, your fellow artists. So another yeah, black well, act, uh, uh, another black person out there who's doing some fantastic things. Now we just got to get. Uh, we 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 need somebody here who can who can make me, who can help me, help me create this this thing for Deckard Bain so my page is not so blip. It looks like a 1930s vampire just did it and just bleh. 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 My page says blah, blah, blah. Oh, things are coming together in due time, Deckard Bane. In time. The plan is coming together. All in due time. And then soon, once your redesign is done, you will break things. Yeah, we'll break the internet later when my page no longer says blah. But who who hasn't who hasn't gone? Who who hasn't told us what they've done this week? That would be me. Just that you? That would be me, actually. How dare we leave you out? Yeah, just me. Yeah, so that's just that uh, best for last, right? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but um, uh, well, me just uh, been doing the whole survival thing like everybody else, pandemic, employment, that sort of thing. Uh, when I am not, uh, doing that, 
then it's pretty much keeping up with all the things. Uh, for now, my watch list still consists of a few um, Universal action movies and, oh yeah, High Rise Invasion on Netflix. So there's that. And gaming-wise, I finally made it to the second half of uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Uh, tank controls and knife fights. That's always fun. It's always fun to maneuver your person in a, in a tank fashion where you have to kind of stop and start and stop and start. And please don't bite me while I'm trying to turn around. So <laughs> that's been his own amusing element uh, as well. But uh, with that said, a lot's happened uh, since the last time we chimed in here. Lots happened. And I even have some prep, too, along with uh, a few others for the for this very special edition. So um, let's start off with some news that actually Pirate Zaku told us about. Didn't realize, but uh, apparently, um, and this this comes from Pirate Zaku, who shared this link, and this link was through uh, Nintendo Life, that uh, apparently uh, Final Fantasy composer Nobuo Omatsu may have written his last full soundtrack. So, uh, Pirate Zaku... Just, uh, we know. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. As a charge nurse, you can be a confident and dynamic leader who supports the nursing team and guides their patient care. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program equips you with strategies that prepare you to manage the ever-changing realities of healthcare while maintaining focus on family support and patient outcomes. What do you think making a difference in healthcare looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So, like all of us here, that um, Nobuo Matsu's work, his 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 art in music, because it's pure art, runs deep uh, mm -hmm. for you and and some of us here. Um, what? What is just the general feeling right now, just amongst the the, the fandom, with uh, Final Fantasy right now, and, and given his contributions and his uh, his uh, apparent condition, that's uh, been you know it's been reported since 2018, but apparently there's there's a little more to that as far as like you know his ability to continue going and you know, what the future looks like. Right. So, I mean, honestly, obviously, it's devastating news that somebody who's written so many incredible pieces for um, so many different games, not, not 
just, you know, counting the obvious of Final Fantasy games. Um, uh, but, you know, there, there's definitely some sense of sadness. Um, I mean, along <laughs> with uh, other news of other people having done uh, their last albums or their last hurrahs in, in music, of course, recently was also um, Daft Punk. Um, but yeah, it's, there's there's a sense of sadness. Um, I know that with some other people that may be newer to the franchise, they may not necessarily know who he is or what he's composed for um, games that they may be familiar with, but there's definitely... Um, some sadness that can be felt in the community. Definitely. I know, I know just speaking for myself, like that was, that was really heavy. Um, Cause I'm sure a handful, if not many of our listeners have, um, um, have gone to, including uh, the main man, we've gone to see distant worlds. Um, yeah, we did. saw distant right. worlds in Baltimore. Unfortunately, uh, Uematsu san wasn't there, but um, you know we got to see distant worlds. We got to see um, and uh, well and listen to much of his work there. Distant worlds was a fantastic it, uh, a, show. It was oh, that hearing uh, about Daft Punk, and then following up with this was a little little painful. It was, it was right. a little painful. I, I I know I wouldn't have uh, the love that I do of the RPG if it wasn't for his music first. Because mm-hmm. I can I can promise you that 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 was a that was a first link. Like to this, I I don't think there's any of the Final Fantasy soundtracks I have not gone out of my way to own, or I've not just had one of those moments where I'm sitting in the house doing something else and since if i didn't have the soundtrack i'd just turn on that game get to where i wanted to be and just listen like uh what is it not uh makalani of the thunder planes the music in thunder planes in final fantasy 10 like mm. please tell me that you sat down that you did exactly what i did and just sat there and just listened to it like while cleaning or just trying to relax <laughs> Like that was one of the songs that I would just sit and just just chill to. Oh, I'm gonna miss that. Uh, I, I I'm I'm glad that this is not a situation where we have lost him. Mm-hmm. And just same same with Daft Punk. I'm glad that we have not heard of anyone's death because uh, COVID is making that too much of a reality right now where we're just seeing people we turn around and and people are not there anymore which it gets to be annoying it gets to be very annoying i i I hate to put it that way but it's it's annoying now it's sad and it's annoying that we're starting to see people disappear i'm just glad that he is not um he's not on that list he's not someone who who caught this horrible virus um that's exacerbating way too much and then mind you uh he's been active in the in the business for a very long you know long time 
about as long as uh, some of us have, have been alive, actually, mm-hmm. since, uh, you know, from 1986 to, to now. Um, still bringing out a lot of the hits and, and certainly enough Final Fantasy. I mean, you can't talk about Final Fantasy and not bring up Noble Amatsu because they're practically synonymous. And of course, he's done other uh, soundtracks for other games as well. Uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, Romancing Saga, um, various others in the mix of things. Even, uh, you know, he's had his, uh, he's dabbled in uh, Front Mission, uh, you know, particularly uh, Gun Hazard. So very much a versatile um, musician, um, lover of music, very passionate, uh, you can see it in his in his work and in his efforts, and uh, just hopefully he can um, take this time uh, specifically, and as many of us um, are doing as well, just to to look back on really all of the accomplishments, and knowing that you know with this um, with the the final soundtrack that he is uh, composing for. Uh, this this element here for uh, Apple Arcade, this exclusive um, uh, Fantasian, uh, this was to create like a 60-piece orchestrated like soundtrack. And if anything, that you know, people will appreciate his efforts there, because um, it made you know, looking at it very well, his his last big effort as far as active uh, talent, because. Um, as stated before, very diligent, and at times you have to you have to back away um, for your health. And I think I speak for, you know, uh, there's many of us here who can speak for, for for themselves, but I think I can honestly say for for us that we would love for him to be around to look back on his legacy and see those inspired by his work take up matters, and him to be around to to you know acknowledge that and everything um you know if anything certainly you know wish him well in that regard um is there anything you like to add um older taku of the mountain no not really you guys you guys pretty much got it this time <laughs> okay well that I mean, said uh i, I do guess yes. I, I wanted to add one more thing i do guess that not guess but on the plus side um Although Nobu hasn't really done too much for Final Fantasy recently, um, I think Final Fantasy's soundtracks are in good hands, um, especially uh, any 14 players out there. Like uh, those of you that have finished Shadowbringers, uh, those of you that have heard um, the theme for Endwalkers, y'all know that we're in good hands. <laughs> Definitely. You you are 100% correct. I think they he did a fantastic job coming up with uh getting new people mm-hmm. or getting people to come in and uh and helming cuz I don't think he did any of this uh any of this alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it, it it'll, it'll be good. Uh, at least the Final Fantasy series would be in in good shape. Um, I'm actually not really disappointed in anything that Square has offered up for um, for any of its other uh, games. So I, I I think we're in good standing so long as he's he's there to help. 
when necessary, I think it'll be, I think everything will be good. Most certainly. And that, you know, we certainly wish him the best in, uh, in these times. And, uh, certainly enough, uh, for those who are, uh, musicians coming after him to, to take from his lessons, from the games he's worked on to, uh, learn that craft not just in terms of of practical element but also uh feeling so to feel the the music if you will on that note as we go through our you know 16-bit news um you know certainly enough uh some other updates uh including dragon ball z kakarot getting a uh, getting the Trunks DLC, uh, Trunks Warrior of Hope DLC will be dropping in early summer, and this comes after uh, Namco Bandai has uh, launched a fair share of updates. Uh, there's supposed to be a legendary pack for the game uh, coming out uh, this month, as well as um, I believe it's Super Saiyan. I think it's Super Saiyan Gogeta. Now I believe it's Super Saiyan Gogeta. I think you are correct. Yes, thank you. From from Dragon Ball GT being added to Dragon Ball Fighters to kind of round out that that season element. So a lot of stuff going on from Namco Bandai on that part. Little mad they dropped this right when I pack away. Right when I pack away my uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Like, I literally packed the daggone disc away uh the two days before they dropped this announcement moving is now starting to hurt oh oh well don't worry it'll it'll be there if you have the season pass it'll once you you get moved and you're in your new place you load it it'll It'll look so much better, especially when you don't have the hubbub of trying to move around like furniture and move this and move that. And, oh, I got to turn this on to play this. But then I know I got to leave soon, so I got to take it out of the box, put it out here in the setup, and then I got to take it all and pack it back in. That could that could be its own bit of a hassle. So, you know, if anything, it it works out. But uh, Namco Bandai is still, still doing things there with Dragon Ball um, as a note. Uh, we have some uh, some tech news. I think this is pretty funny um, in its own right. So apparently there's a anti-cheat software that's being added to the PS5. So I am <laughs> shocked that, so, that we hadn't... If, yeah, for like the 12 people that do have it. But I'm surprised that we hadn't heard from any of the developers on this because it's Denuvo. And like Denuvo, mm-hmm. when Denuvo was out, um, when it first popped up with a couple of PC games, it was it was panned. People were yelling at it. People could not stand the software because it was it was breaking games. It was legitimately breaking games. Hmm. And it was, or it was taking away uh, options that people just were not expecting to not be available or become so difficult to use. And here it is. Apparently it's on a few games, not that they're disclosing it, but it's on a few games and it works. It's shocking. Wow. 
It's shocking, and no one's and no one's mad. That's just the thing. Um, no, you're 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 that you're totally on the money on that. So it's had a history. Even though now it's here in the new console generation, no one's complained about it. Though this tool, according to Polygon, in this article, it has two main purposes. So apparently, the first is to prevent piracy of a game, and the second is to stop hackers and cheaters from interfering with online games. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the the element now. But apparently, developers will uh, be able to have their say in that. They'll they'll have access to this, whether to uh, prevent that element or not, because that's going to be a, especially given uh, more recent events. And you brought up um, a few articles from from previous episodes um this software element and especially as we see more hacking going on that's a that's a major that's a major concern especially when you're paying 60 bucks for entertainment or now i'm sorry when you add the um, the super limited ultra edition of things i'm sorry that's like 80 bucks 90 so that's a lot to pay for in addition to your you know four or five hundred dollar system and all of it comes crashing down because of uh you know, not even an issue of crash, uh, cra- uh, crashing down. It's like um, people are finding that there are folk out there who are just they're literally notorious cheaters in uh, Call of Duty Online or, or a number of online games. And this is really the only way they can um, they can kill the. Uh, well, try, let me rephrase, try to kill the cheaters. Try to stop them from being able to uh, make a mess of of these games that folk love. Wow. So, in other words, you're either a wolf or a sheep. Uh, I would like to... I wish I could say one way or that, the other. But it's like you're... That's a training day reference. Yeah. That's a training day reference. Yeah, wolf or sheep. Like whenever I whenever I hear that, like it's it's always like yeah, you're you're either gonna go out and do what you got to do, or you're gonna sit back and you're gonna uh, you're gonna complain about it, uh, and then and then end up ultimately doing nothing. This is a I just want to play the damn game and I want to play it fair. I don't want to have to worry about some little douchebag who decided to make an aim assist program to help them play on a console game like they're on a PC. <laughs> it it is tough times now. I guess there are so many people who are good on uh who are good online. They have to. Some people have to resort to that means to. to Dude, it's you know to get, make you it. get good. It's you get good. That that's really all that you got to do. Is fucking <laughs> is go go get good if you can. <laughs> oh no no. Yes, but Pirates Aku. Sorry. Go ahead, friend. I, mean, I remember the first time I ran into somebody who was cheating on the PS3. It was on Modern Warfare 2 on the PS3. I ran into a cheater. Um, the dude was just literally standing still. It was the aim bot wall hacking um, uh, exploit, or not exploit, but program that this person had. They basically just stood in the middle of the map and infinite ammo, never had to reload, just killed everyone over and over and over. And I was like, wow, this person clearly has no skill and no life. <laughs> they got a skill in something, but it's not uh, actually useful or conducive to anyone playing this game and having fun doing it. It's point 
things are gonna have to come to a head on that for the cheating. It, it, it's gonna, it's gonna get to that point. It's gonna have to, because if everyone's gonna have anti-cheat software, it's gonna, or if a portion of the player base is gonna have it, that's gonna be an issue. I just find it hilarious that it's concerning a console that very few people own right now. <laughs> that the install base is much smaller than people think like there's i think i know maybe what one person has a ps5 <laughs> everyone i'm gonna say in our group i don't think I any think of us have no a ps5 our, do we no one in our immediate group has a ps5 <laughs> not to my understanding so i just find it hilarious that it, it concerns a console that very few people have access to at this moment in time and not even because not so much on the pricing side, but just on availability alone. And that's its own thing. And yet, even with that, that doesn't stop uh, anti-cheat software from being a thing. Well, honestly, so I'm, I'm kind of, I have to give uh, developers a little hand clap. Like, yeah, we had issues with Denuvo in the past um, and they, they have largely been fixed um, or it got removed from the game when it was a game breaking issue. But at least they're trying to make sure that when you go and spend your hard on hard earned money on the game, that you're not gonna you're not gonna have to fight a fight a cheater. Like who really sincerely wants to do that? Who wants to have to deal with a cheater anytime they go and play a game? Like I know I would be I would be pissed if I had to sit down and worry about a cheater anytime that I wanted to play a game. It's sad that that has to be a thing for something that we all spend on entertainment. That's kind of sad. That the thing that's supposed to give you, like, you know, enjoyment, stress-free fun, is, you know, especially with this kind of method, and particularly for the people who use that method, brings on more stress. Because you're, you're playing an honest game, and somebody just literally uh you know breaks it in some way it's like oh i can walk up the ceiling even though my you know not really designed to do so but i can walk up the ceiling (laughs) i can spider walk over the ceiling get advantage over you i do got to remind like uh anybody out there who's who sits down and 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 feels like they have a right to do this yes you are licensing i i won't I don't have an issue with anyone who wants to play a game or go out, buy a game and they want to use a cheat device because I know, uh, I don't think anyone on this podcast can, can say without lightning coming, striking them down that they didn't have a game genie on one of their systems from back in the day or an action replay or something so that they could, uh, I did not. All right. I I believe you completely. uh, that is no sarcasm. I, a, I believe it. <laughs> I had like the the RAM cartridges and everything for the Saturn, but at the time I was using those to play imported uh, games. Yeah, so but we we still X-Men had something Fighter. that circumvented some normal function of the game system. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. (laughs) Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? 
But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But the point I I was going with there before I got completely derailed by Bryant's uh, uh, altruism and ability to play a game without cheating because... God knows I got a couple of Nintendo games that would have not gotten beaten without a Game Genie. Um, we didn't do this to um, to break the game while we were playing with friends and make it an unfair match. Um, you know, if we had an action replay, if we had a Game Genie, if we had anything that adjusted how the system works or how that a particular game plays, it was done for for individual for individual use individual purposes not to go online um and make things difficult or like some of the other jerks had done um make make fake uh, uh make fake runs uh, i'm sure you guys have heard about some of the people who've gone and done uh tool assisted runs on video games that don't um that have that have bad you know that have horrible results and they go they just they they said no no i played the game legitimately and no it's like you used a computer you used something else other than the original method that this game was meant to be played so it, that that I, I don't have an issue if you're going to do it for by yourself not to go and actually screw with everyone or to make uh to make it so that you can seemingly have more fun by yourself you're ruining a game for a bunch of other people at the same time this is when you you mess with things and speaking of messing with things uh there is uh an article uh courtesy of of uh concerning fan mods uh in particular and you know we've, we've seen fan mods before for other games in the past um whether it's uh you know most recently whether it was like resident evil 2 remake there's lots of different crazy mods they just go for it one of them that turns uh mr x into thomas the train yeah that was so, crazy <laughs> so for this one in the news uh this one turns uh, main, the main character from Yakuza. In this game, this is a Yakuza Kiwami 2. Pretty much Yakuza 2 um, remix, if you will. Uh, turns the main character, Kazuma Kiryu, into a woman. And pretty much going, you know, pretty much going into the whole deal and punching people and doing the, you know, what Kazuma would do. But as a female, so that's the the thing, and apparently it's it's gained some notoriety in in Japan and over the the forums. So um, 
you know, fan mods. So fan mods are something that, that you know, things that are done in the community, uh, somebody will make it and they'll put it out in a patch or something so that people can, can load it into their PC so they can, it's more prominent on PC than anywhere else. So, um, but of course, with the makers of the mods, typically, much like this this particular uh, mod maker, still encourages support of the original content. You know, of course. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on fan mods? Have you seen fan mods in your in your time? Um, you know, is it just hey, is the community just getting together to do stuff? Is it hey, you're you're messing with software and intellectual property please, please stop it my take uh i dig fan mods again same thing they're not they're not hurting the software they're not going out of their way well some 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 are not going out of their way to um break the game so long as they're i'm, I'm of the mind so long as it's not being sold and you're trying to pretend that um, without developer permission, of course, that this mod that you made is um, so exclusive that you now own uh, everything that happens to it. So you can go and, you know, claim it for yourself. Like, no, nah, that's not that's not cool. But I like fan mods. Um, also, not just the person who makes it. So long as the company doesn't do anything stupid like Bethesda did back with uh, what was it? The, what is the Creators Club? Does anyone remember what the name of their what the name of that thing was? Hmm. Where they went and tried to monetize fan creations um, by making um, by making you pay for them. Mm, so specifically here for uh, Skyrim, <laughs> it was Skyrim. Um, it also happened with uh, lesser known in Oblivion. Because there were several fan mods to get rid of the, uh, to get rid of some of the the bad look that Oblivion had. Like Oblivion was great, but a lot of people hated the fact that everything looked um, looked like polished metal <laughs> or oily skin. And I saw a mod that made it made that whole game look just as good. Um, actually, probably a bit better than Skyrim. Wow. Now, where that mod is, I'm not even going to tell you. I don't know. I don't. I I saw it back when I played Oblivion uh, more on my PlayStation Three than on my PC, because my PC back then was a disappointment, um, in the fact that it was a ten year old unit that I really needed to upgrade. What about um, you guys? What do you think about it? Well, I was I was going to chime in and say that. Uh, I'm on the same boat, you know, I, I think it's really cool. Um, I think fan mods have definitely saved some games. Um, for example, I heard that, uh, uh, Fallout New Vegas, I think it was, had some kind of really bad glitch that the community came together to fix. Again, I don't remember if it was New Vegas, but I know it was from the Fallout series. Um, community came together and fixed it. Bethesda was like it's an old game why should i care um <laughs> why should we care um and all right uh, don't quote me on that one obviously but um 
they they ne never went back and fixed it. They never did anything about it. But the community came together, fixed it, and you know made a, a fun game. People have modded the mess out of those games. Honestly, I think if if your software is, isn't necessarily open source, but it's accessible to people and they're able to do it, like I think that's awesome. I'm a fan of them. Um, but again, as long as you don't necessarily try and and monetize and not give credit where credit's due. Like, I understand that some people definitely, um, you know, do this as, as a side hustle. Um, and, you know, they're, they're putting in work too. So, um, I don't know, as long as people don't just like go out and pirate the game just to be able to get these fan mods, um, as long as you're you're given that credit and um i mean people put in the work some of them do it just because they're fans of the game some people do it because they're like i want to try and you know be able to make not necessarily a quick buck because i mean i'm not too knowledgeable on on coding but <laughs> i know you definitely have to put a lot of work into it yeah there's a lot of work that goes into it even for uh simple crap like making a project that requires you to build a menu to just <laughs> read a file because you are not good at programming. Uh, the you in this story is me. Uh, no one else. I do not begrudge anyone their abilities. I am just envious of you. But yeah, no, it, it, it's a lot of work. And I know some people, they do it to go to get recognized mm -hmm. for uh, for that ability. So, uh, you know, I I, I don't... I can't get mad at anyone and most of the people who are out there trying to just get recognition um they're trying to get a job mm -hmm. they're not trying to uh steal anything or call an idea their own they're trying to do do things the right way like the uh like whenever you hear about an ethical hacker who ends up uh you know somebody tries to put him in jail saying that they <laughs> did something illegal it's like, um, no, I, I was telling you about the thing that's messed up in your system. And I wanted you to know before it became that thing that someone else found out about who wasn't going to tell you and was just going to steal all your stuff. Like, that's a that that's a good thing. You They, they should be supported. Um, the dinks out there who are trying to. They're trying to be jerks and trying to monetize something that doesn't belong to them, you know, really shouldn't without company permission, without yeah. permission of the actual creators. I'm good with um, the creators saying, oh, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and support you uh, in monetizing this thing on our product. If you have our permission or you ink a deal, man, more power to you. You just made a deal with a whole company to make a product for them. You did something that so many people either would be terrified to do or just couldn't do in the first place. So props. Definite props indeed, as it relates to, uh, to fan mods, old Otaku. Um, you have any thoughts on this fan mods? I have none because, uh, I don't play many games that, have that kind of stuff, even though I know that they do have it in uh, <clears throat> Final Fantasy fourteen. But that's about it. I actually have a friend that uh does mods and things for it. It sounds pretty cool, but it's a shame that uh, 
only works on PC. It doesn't work on the, the PlayStation. So they tried that. They tried that with um. Uh, was it Skyrim? I think it was Skyrim. They tried to do mods with, and things did not go very well because mm-hmm. the uh, PS4 was not too receptive. But that was also when they found a way to make it work. That was when they tried to monetize the whole process and make you pay for uh, 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 for the mod itself. Uh, Instead of uh, even when the person who made the mod was like, yeah, this is a free mod. I, I did this because I was having fun. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what, in my in my opinion, that's what blew that up in uh, in I, I don't know if it was Bethesda, if it was just Zenimax, whichever one of the whichever side of that coin made that a bad deal, that was their fault. Well, that's that. Sadly, that's sometimes the way the the way it crumbles in that sort of element. But as stated, if you're I mean, you're putting in work as well, but you know it's, it's always trying to to find that balance between you know profit and passion, and you know particularly on the on the fan element into industry. Uh, with that said, we move over to um, typically would be our 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 anime side of things. Uh, there's been a lot. Quite a bit has happened. Uh, we'd like to take time, first and foremost, to acknowledge uh, some uh, unfortunate some passings uh, lately. So, um, if anything, um, Toei Animation uh, lost uh, uh, a pretty much a, a solid producer, and uh, Tasuku uh, Saito who passed away at 87. Worked on a lot of things from the from the heyday. Um, you know, Gigigi no Ketaro, which, you know, that series has a, a remake, one of many remakes, but uh, the most recent remake has, has been running for the last, I'll say, two years or so. Um, you know, he worked on Tiger Mask, uh, worked on Shonen Ninja, Kaze no Fujimaru. Uh, um, pretty much has been with Toei, uh, goodness, since 1964. So, definitely a, a loss for sure, especially when you look at um, anime production. It's a we typically we talk about directors, we talk about uh, animators, and and certainly with animation, that's a, a team effort. With um, the production side being producer, you're doing a, a number of things or helping with with matters, uh, and and certainly. Um, uh, uh, Tasuku was no stranger to that. Also wrote uh, the lyrics for uh, the Tiger Mask theme song. Um, you know, pretty impressive stuff. Um, certainly he'll be missed. Um, but, you know, the works, of course, will endure. Um, undoubtedly. But 87. And, uh, you know, definitely made a name for, made a name for himself in this, this time. Uh, certainly enough, we have another uh, passing, and that's of uh, you know for the voice acting community. Uh, 
Amy Howard Wilson has uh, passed away. And, uh, you know, 65, a lot of uh, older fans of anime will know her uh, from Star Blazers, our uh, space battleship Yamato. Uh, we'll know her as the voice of uh, Nova. Um, she also voiced in a little series called, um, well, the OVA for that series, uh, Irresponsible Captain Tyler. She was Miranda. Um, but was always active in the community. Um, it's been stated that uh, donations for uh, the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals uh, will be taking donations for her. That was a key charity of hers. Um, 65, definitely, uh, you know, looking at early fandom, she certainly, uh, you know, she was in the spectrum of it and definitely achieved the, the dream of being a voice talent and um, in the early days of it, you know, it, it's kind of a, a thing when you look at uh, so she's like, uh, you know, she's in that same spectrum, uh, the likes that people talk about Peter uh, Fernandez of, um, of, of of Speed Racer, you know, just pretty much in the older generation. And we see how voice acting has uh, has changed over time and uh, definitely was one of those those early um, elements of it, but uh, uh, certainly a, a loss for uh, the community nonetheless. So I want to take time to acknowledge that. Any any thoughts uh, across the board here? Uh, let's start with uh, Old Otaku of Mountain. Uh, well, we know how I feel about Star Blazers. So, you know, it's sad that you know we've lost uh, someone that's been doing it for so long. It's very, very sad. Yeah, well, uh, Pyrozaki. Um, man, Captain Tyler was one of my favorites, or is one of my favorites. Um, like, just an old, goofy space show. <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, obviously, again, just reiterating sad news, commiserations, um, thoughts to the family and all that. It, um, it's always sad, you know, hearing about, um, your favorite, the person that played your favorite character or the person that played someone who did so much to, you know, in, you know, inspirations or, or just, you know, great entertainment. Just very sad news. Deckard Bane. Same uh, to everyone who's a fans, you know, I uh, condolences to her family, to her friends, um, to her coworkers. Uh, she offered, she, she gave some, if you love her work, she did some good if that, uh, and you know, I hope you really enjoy her and, uh, you celebrate her, not mourn, but celebrate, uh, her life. Most certainly, uh, to celebrate, uh, her life and, and the life of, um, uh, Tasuku Saito, um, you know, both definitely, um, definitely solid fixtures to uh the industry in their right uh definitely sad losses for sure so we want to take time to acknowledge that here on the show and if anything um we move towards uh some other elements since we you know talking about things so 
Doka Magica is 10 years old. I don't know. And... Should we really be talking about Madoka with, uh, with Deckard around? <laughs> you know, I, well, I, I've said my no, piece. No, yeah. <laughs> I've said my piece. And for everyone out there to know, Homura Akemi, dying of fire. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> that's all. Well, that, well, you say that's all. That's not all. As uh, the series celebrates its 10th anniversary, there will be an event, according to ANN, for uh, the celebration. The voice actresses, uh, the Japanese seiyu, uh, who played uh, the respective uh, characters, uh, uh, Oyuki, who played uh, Madoka, Kiwasaito, who played Homura, um, and Emery Kato, who played uh, Kyube, uh, they'll be at the event. So, um, apparently there's going to be, you know, there's going to be things there, you know, illustrations. There's some illustrations actually online uh, to showcase such. So, January 7th, 2011 was the, 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 the date of the first episode of Madoka Magica. How time flies when you are having fun. So When um, you're hating an interdimensional you know. uh, witch. <laughs> It is amazing how much time. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah, wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie. I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I can go by as you hate. <laughs> Pirate Zaku, any, any thoughts on uh, Madoka Magica? Uh, uh, um, honestly, none, because this is one of those magical girl shows that I've never seen. Good for you. Because yeah. all you'll come to do is Madoka? hate... Madoka, nope. no, Never you're you're gonna you're gonna hate you're gonna hate uh, uh, Homura. That's all. That's all <laughs> no, that's gonna happen. Don't. That's all that's gonna happen. You'll just hate Homura. <laughs> Trust me. She, trust me. She's evil. Well, she put the uh, E in evil. Yes, it leads to. We know Deckard Bain's feelings, and Pyrozaku has, has has not seen uh, Madoka, but um, certainly uh, the old Otaku and myself have seen. Uh, that as well. So, uh, old talk to that. I, you're 10 I, years. I have seen, I've seen, I've seen Madoka in its entirety <clears throat> twice against my will. Against your will. <laughs> that sounds like a Justin, uh, <laughs> uh, a Justin situation there. Yeah, it was, uh, because of Adam. <laughs> like, uh, what was it? We watched it at Anime USA one year. He uh he showed it to me and 
I think Shelby was there. I'm not sure. And uh, Courtney was there. Was that one of the years that I was there? Because I feel like I remember that. And I I feel like I remember, like, everyone walking out, like, why would you do that to us? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It It was in the hotel room. Like, I remember that much. Like, we watched the entire show at AUSA. And then when I was uh, in my last relationship, uh, my girlfriend wanted to see it and Adam happily showed it to her and I had to watch it in its entirety again. Because <laughs> at the time, I uh, didn't really care that much about Magical Girl shows. I'm like, I don't care about this, but I had to, I was kind of forced to watch it. <laughs> and uh, I don't really, I I like Madoka. Madoka's pretty good. Um, it was the first time that I had seen something written by uh, Gen Robucci, who also has done uh, Psychopaths and the story for Fate Zero. And hasn't he done something else lately, Chris, that I've watched or uh, I've yes, heard uh, of? Uh, Gargant- Gar- Gargantia. Uh, Gargantia of the Virtuous Planet. I have not oh, seen yes. Gargantia. I have watched oh, Gargantia. That I did was enjoy really it. cool. That yeah, was, it was a really cool show, but trippy as hell. <laughs> it was. Oh my goodness, that show. Oh. Yeah, I haven't seen Gargantia, but it's he's done something else that I've watched. I just can't remember what it is at the moment. But I thought it was fine. It was it was okay. It's animated by Shaft and Shaft does great animation. If you've ever seen any of the Monogatari stuff, it's it's real beautiful and the music is done by um Yuki Kajora who's also done the music for uh, Sword Art Online and Fate Zero and Unlimited Blade Works and Fate Day Night, uh, Heaven's Steel, all that good stuff. Wasn't um, uh, Madoka where we cemented uh, Justin's curse, that it was a real thing? Oh, was it Madoka? Because I remember I... that you... Um, you and Adam had watched it before Justin and everyone they, we tried to bet, but everyone who had seen it had already known who Justin was going to fall in love with and then eventually be, uh, um, crushed by. No, I think, I think that was Adam and John, Adam and John. <laughs> yeah. Because for that entire time before Justin watched it. Adam had basically censored the internet, so yes. Justin did not see what was going to happen. <laughs> yes, because he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't was. find out. Mm-hmm. He did not know at all. Didn't have a clue. It was great. Yeah, so it, I might have seen it at that point too. I'm not sure. Maybe I have no idea, or I don't remember. But that that might have been when uh, his curse was cemented. <laughs> oh. Oh, so, I do remember those days very well, though. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think that was when it was a uh, cemented. Was that uh, was Madoka? But um, yeah. And for uh, for, for those of you for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, uh, if you want to know, fellow, send me send a message. So because uh, if you've not, I don't want to ruin the show for anyone. Because uh, if we tell them what the curse is, they're gonna know too much. If we just tell them the generalization of the curse? Yes, because it's going to speak volumes. Uh, okay. If you want to know, okay. send me a message. 
on Twitter, DeckerBane83. I'll be happy to explain to you uh, poor Justin's curse. <laughs> Very well said. Uh, well, just to, to add on, uh, Madoka definitely uh, did some things that uh, nobody expected um, Ain't that for the anime, truth? particularly for Magical Girl. Um, it pretty much did to Magical Girl what Evangelion did to uh, to Mac um, in terms of it's it you know in terms of its views in terms of certain things, um, but definitely uh, it kind of made people kind of look at Magical Girl and go, okay, this is Magical Girl can do this too. So um, Magical Girl is not this. It's not this one thing and this one thing only. It can be more. It will be more. This series so made more. it more. So much more. Um, but definitely check it out. God bless um, Monica. But God hate Humora. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, some some news in the manga scene uh, as things are changing. Uh, let's see if anything. Vertical, the company Vertical. We remember Vertical pretty well for a uh, few series, but probably its most prominent has been uh, Gundam The Origin. Uh, Vertical is going to through changes as it was acquired by Kodansha, and the name changes are afoot. Uh, new homepage, new everything. So basically, it is unified under Kodansha, uh, under the Kodansha brand in full. Um, if anything, it seems like, you know, things are, are, are gonna, you know, keep moving. Uh, if anything, it just seems like Kodansha just, you know, wants, uh, you know, a bit more of a, you know, of a growth element in the U.S. and why not? Um, but I think it was, you know, to be expected considering the market and where it was going. So, uh, pretty crazy times there. And um, you know, mind you, this article hits from ANN just after uh, reports of. Um, you know, growth in the industry from the likes of, uh, of Viz uh, Media and uh, a few interviews across the board with uh, publishers from Yen Press and uh, even, um, you know, Stu Levy of uh, Tokyo Pop once upon a time, you know, and his thoughts on the industry today compared to, you know, back when Tokyo Pop was very prevalent in the market and kind of flooded the market. So, um, very interesting times for Kodansha. Good times ahead. Um, you know, as as more manga is becoming prevalent, and and with that news, uh, we got some other news that that came about. Um, if anything, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was you know, we didn't have any insight into it at all. But I think it was in ways like teased. Uh, you know, just just online and and certainly. On our show, I think on our show, if I'm not mistaken, shout-outs to Denpa. And uh, Denpa's most recent news, actually, which has been clarified. So, uh, it has come to the attention that Denpa has acquired um, Mobile Suit Gundam, Veltroika's uh, Children, the manga, so they're doing the seven-volume manga. 
um, that pretty much you know is based from. It came after the the it, it came in that whole deal of the novel, so it's based around that novel source material, um, which I think is great considering that uh, we won't be too far along from Hathaway's Flash happening in uh, in theaters in Japan. So I think it's pretty cool that uh, we're seeing this happen. Uh, congrats to Denpa for their efforts, saying that you know. There were announcements afoot. There were things. Uh, I'm glad to see uh, see more involvement in the manga um, in the manga game, and especially from companies that are on the rise and those that are trying. Um, what are your thoughts on on all of this? Uh, probably I exactly. think that um... or old Otago Mountain. Go on. No, no, go ahead. Go on. No, 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 no. Go, no, ahead. No. go on it. Peace, peace. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> I was just going to say that I think it's it's pretty good that they got the manga. But uh, a lot of people, you know, we, or a lot of people want the Crossbone manga, which I think would be great. But there are also people that want Beltrica's children's uh, novel. And the same with uh, the Unicorn novels. They would really like to have those over here. And I know Vertical does that too. Vertical does that. That would be a that would be more vertical's fight at this point. Uh, maybe if they decide to if they decide to bid on it, because we know how manga bidding, much similar to anime acquisition, goes that way. So these companies usually have to bid. Um, in the case of the Beltroika's Children manga, Denpa did get that bid, and Denpa's still rising. So I, I you know. If they are successful with this, we could see that. Uh, possibly more. We don't know. Uh, but definitely, if Vertical wanted to, and considering Vertical's history with the origin, they could. Um, now, whether they do that, of course, because Kodansha is running the, the element of that now, that's going to be, you know, going to be different. Maybe. Because there, there is a Gundam fandom that's prevalent in the United States, and certainly there's a there's a novel, light novel audience that is prevalent in the United States. So I think it's just a matter of time, um, old otaku. Just the fact that we're even having this conversation, the fact that we had Ed on this show talking to us about the industry and giving us just the overview and to see this victory, that is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's just it's it's the future that we used to talk about at such events as Otakon, which uh, Otakon, of course, um, much like a lot of conventions, are going through a time. Um, we used to talk about, oh, what if a company licensed this or licensed that? That's happening now. That is happening, and I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see the the awareness of it with the the fans and the the interaction so so definite victory there and uh best of luck across the board uh in that regard but i do agree eventually there someone's going to have to address that someone's going to have to pony up money (laughs) (laughs) someone's going to have to pony up money um pirate your your thoughts uh i think that's awesome i'm a huge Gundam fan um 
it's awesome to see that, you know, um, <clears throat> something is coming over. Yes, it's not exactly what people have been hoping for, but I feel like this is potentially a step in the right direction. Um, you know, not saying that there uh, anybody's, you know, blind to seeing how fans are around the world, but hopefully this, you know, is able to to help kind of cement um, and, and show uh, companies in Japan that, you know, because obviously there's that whole risk and reward thing, and yeah, you have to pony up the money, but maybe that, again, hopefully this helps bring it in the right direction to see uh, other um, titles make it over this way. Very well said, Deckard Bane. Makes me happy to see that, uh, one, that Denpa is doing such a great job because the interview, um, I think I said it there and I couldn't say it enough, uh, so stinking inspiring. Um, but the fact that they are able to get this and bring it over that's huge that's huge in my eye because it says that they're finally taking um the u.s market a lot more seriously um they're mm-hmm. not throwing just the things that are universally loved but you know they're taking a chance like any other market does like I hope the video game community goes back to, and they don't they don't rely solely on indie developers that AAA um, makers are going to start doing again, giving us some of their otter IPs a little more often, or give us a I'd even take a toned down version of some of them just to see you know what it would do, how that game would look, how it would work out. Um, I miss the uh, I miss the cowboyish type days. Um, I hope it really means that we're going to start seeing some some of the things that that we get to see out of Japan, like that we get to see bookstores really be a big thing again. So it it it, it says a lot for me. Uh, I th- I think I might be jumping the gun there a little bit, but it makes me happy. I'll, I'll just say that. I'll put it that way. It makes me very very happy. Happy times, Decker Bain. Happy times indeed. Congrats happy, once happy, again joy, to. Uh, Happy, Indeed. happy, joy, happy, joy, happy, 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 joy, joy. joy. <laughs> <laughs> happy, joy, joy. Uh, Denpa, keep uh, keep on the good fight. Uh, speaking of fighting, uh, something that is fighting and doing well in Japan, and uh, this is a follow-up. Uh, so Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0, thrice upon a time, the final Evangelion film. Apparently is has broken some records uh, in its opening day, and you know doing pretty well for itself. So, getting into it, the film has earned apparently from its opening day uh, in Japan, it's earned. It's the equivalent of seven hundred and forty thousand in IMAX tickets. So this apparently it has also set a record for the highest percentage of IMAX opening gr- opening day gross for a local film in Japan. So, accounting for 10% of the film's opening day gross on only 1-2% to 2% of the total screens. And mind you, this is against a pandemic. 
This is against a pandemic to boot. So, well, that's because people are finally, you know, we've waited long enough for Ava. We, we need it. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. So, he, he's not. He's not wrong. So actually, just, just he's very to, right. To, very right. <laughs> he is. He is. I mean, just as a bit of a breakdown here from this ANN article here. So the film apparently sold 539,623 tickets for, let's see, how much does it have this? For about equivalent of 7.382 million. So in, in American dollars. So this is on its first day in 466 theaters on Monday. 466 theaters on Monday in a pandemic. But like you said, we need Ava. They need, everyone wants Ava. So for those who brave matters and certainly, you know, are safe to, to tell us about it. Great stuff. Um, and we, we know there was a delay because you know, so many things with the pandemic. Uh, but now the film is making its way uh, way out. And with that uh, box office success comes the one thing that we expect of every good movie, a soundtrack, particularly a hit song. So the hit song for 3.0 plus 1.0 comes from none other than little artist that we remember called Hikaru Utada. She's done the songs. She's done the uh, themes for the other three Ava movies. Really? This is true. She, she's been attached here. See, quite a you bit. know, this some, is why we need to hear because I didn't have that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Hmm. They might know her for a little thing called uh, Kingdom Hearts. If you don't know who she is from Kingdom What's Hearts, I need you to go out and buy any one of the compilations that game just did too much for you to not know what it is so uh anyone who doesn't know um shut up and buy right <laughs> yep she 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 did the song for uh for kingdom hearts yeah yeah so she she's been around for a long time and so with this song apparently and this this comes from um this comes from uh Oda Quest. Uh, apparently, it, 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 it goes a little something like this here. So, the release of the film has the internet in the Japanese box office on fire. And her song, uh, One Last Kiss, has not only reached the top spot of the Japanese charts, but has charted in 33 countries. The track has hit number one on the iTunes Comprehensive Album Rankings in 18 countries. In Japan, Singapore, Thailand, Hong Kong, and others, it has clawed its way to the top of both the Comprehensive Song and Album Rankings. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? 
Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It's, it's, it's doing some pretty good, some pretty good stuff here. Uh, you know, not too bad, and of course, you know, it was probably like one of the more most played of her songs next to uh to her uh, kingdom hearts uh material apparently according to uh to Quest. and of course there's going to be a vinyl released you know there's always vinyls with this there's a vinyl in japan now but there's going to be an international vinyl uh release of the song and then the track it's going to have uh, a different cover so for the japanese cover it's ray um, for the international, it'll be uh, Asuka. So I feel gypped. Oh, I can't. so crazy time. I can't get my Mari. <laughs> I feel gypped. <laughs> I mean, if you demand it, maybe. maybe I, I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe if you, uh, you know, you they've all. You know, they've already and... made their. You know, they've already made their decision. You know what? I'm still going to make a formal protest and an informal protest. I don't care if they're denied. <laughs> I'm going full Sheldon. Full Sheldon? Really? Full really? Sheldon. Oh, no. Oh, no. But uh, apparently the song is also, you know, it's it's a it's broken a personal record because the uh, the the mix of Hikari Ray of Hope was high and one last kiss is uh, up there. It's beating that. So, some some crazy times. So, Ava's success and soundtrack success that comes with it. Um, thoughts, uh, Pirate Zaku. Let's 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 start with you because you're 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 not angry about the international vinyl. Let's let's start. With um. I'm sorry. Can you repeat it again? I I completely ditched out on this. I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, if anything, your thoughts on um, Utada's, you know, perfor- her her new song and Ava's box office success early on. You know, breaking IMAX records in Japan. Um, I mean that's pretty impressive. Breaking movie records during a pandemic where everyone's like six feet apart, social distancing. Um, I think part of that has to do with obviously Japan already wearing masks to begin with, um, but, or or being more used to wearing masks to begin with. Let me rephrase that. Um, But uh, that's so awesome. Again, this everyone's been waiting and waiting, not just Japanese fans, but fans internationally. Um, and as for Utada's music, that's so freaking cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess I understand why people are salty about, you know, the form in which it's released, vinyl and this, that, and the third, but 
uh, I think it's pretty cool. That that's that's impressive. So cool. And with that, we know old Otaku how you feel. So, and you've already described pretty much like you said we've been waiting for Ava, and so now it's just uh, if anything, you just want your your Mari vinyl. That's just it. Just want Mari and vinyl. <laughs> that, that's uh, it. Now we just now we just have to see uh, and hope that Kara allows Funimation to do the last movie because. Uh, as we have said before, I don't want to watch something that has a lot of uh, messed up Muppet voices in it. <laughs> well, that, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But um, <clears throat> no, it, it's totally understandable on how you feel about it. And um, with that, Deckard Bane, your your thoughts. Give me a second. I have a, a a car coming by that I don't want anyone to hear. Oh, okay. Understood. No problem. No problem. Okay. Um, Anything? Yeah. I'm very happy about about this because yes, we do. Um, I want more Ava. I want corrected. A. I want to watch the correct thing so I can uh, not feel like a um, an Ava fan in name only. But at the same time, I, I, I didn't. Able, I didn't ask this fan. the first. I didn't ask this the first time. You're, but what what it, what was it about the version that you watched that messed you up? Um. So watching it originally was it was a little hard to follow, and there's like a little pit in me that there are some things that were either left out, cropped out for time, or this was one of those. Netflix cuts because we do know that every now and again Netflix loses their uh, 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 their dang minds and they go and change stuff that didn't they go and mess with things that just didn't need to be messed with okay and that's what I feel like happened so I feel like that there was something that I was missing and it might make more sense if I watch um, one of the original versions um, or one of the newer ones since those are supposed to be um uh, I guess what more definitive in terms of uh, completion or the which full story. Hmm? Which one are you talking about being uh, definitive? N- like, I guess the new 3.0, 1.0, which doesn't really make sense to me. That title. Oh, the, re- the, uh, the rebuild movie? The rebuild yeah. Movie. Right. The rebuild movies are, are basically that it's it's almost a lot more of action and there's not a lot of the i guess um uh not a lot of the story stuff that the original one has okay yeah it's like the the first movie is basically the first six episodes crammed into like two hours yeah i feel like there was a lot that could have been sliced out but it needs to be the Needs to be the storyline stuff. I just feel like there was a whole lot that I missed in watching it on the Netflix version, and I could, uh, I, I could be wrong, um, but it really feels like I missed something. So okay. I'm just gonna, wow. I'm gonna stick with that feeling until it uh, gets properly corrected. Well, once you get all settled and everything, I'll let you borrow mine. Sweet. <laughs> Now, 
that being said, uh, everyone, now we talked about, we have talked about Evangelion, we have talked about Madoka Magica, we have talked about Nobuo Metsu, and I think the common thread, we talked about Utara, uh, the common thread is a lot of great music is involved when you look at that. Um, and that brings uh, matters here towards our, our 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 main attraction and that is this will actually tie in with that so there was a certain someone in 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 the in the news that uh was awarded the sort of the equivalent of the medal of honor um for their 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 contributions and, and chastity and and Typically, when you hear of such things, um, you know, usually goes, who's that person? So the, this person received the, it's a Medal of Honor with the Dark Blue Ribbon Award. And that went to none other than uh, Yoshiki. Uh, he donated uh, food and a lot of things uh, to causes, a lot of his time to causes in 2020. Um Definitely has shown himself as a, as a great philanthropist um, across the board. Uh, it is very much noted in this ANN article that also cites the, the Oricon uh, for Yoshiki's um, charity and uh, chastity. So that being said, gentlemen, let's let's open it up here. Um, Yoshiki, through a number of different organizations, you know, nonprofit, has donated quite a bit of money, you know, to Meals on Wheels, to Music Cares, to to the National Center for Global Health and Medicine, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And mind you, when we talk about Yoshiki, um, we typically, as you'll, you'll, people will find out soon, we talk about his music, but very rarely and only until recently with, with such uh, things as, such documentaries as uh, We Are X and um, My Music Story on Disney+. Plus. Uh, that we get the chance to look at the person and um, the fact that he has uh, received this honor I think uh, speaks pretty good volumes uh, about him as a, as a person and uh, you know as a whole but uh, I'm gonna open it up here uh, just uh, Pirate Zaku um, what are your thoughts on it? um his philanthropy um, is incredible. I um, think we're going to touch on, uh, on, um, of course, the uh, his documentary that's on Disney Plus. But um, I think that's just so cool. Um, you know, him donating and helping out because we need more people like that. Um, you know, it's it's tough for for everyone but um it's it's good to see someone that has the means 
being able to, you know, do the right thing. <laughs> or not necessarily the right thing, but, you know, being being able to use their resources so positively. That's, that's my thought on it. Old Otaku, the mountain. Um, well, I'm, I'm a huge ex-Japan, uh, you know, fan, and you know, Yoshiki is a wonderful musician, and it's just, it's really good for him to be able to do the stuff that he can, and just, it really does show how much of a good person that he is. Well said, Deckard Payne. I'm in agreement here because uh, you guys know I have my points where I don't know who we are talking about. And I know that I know by association, but that's that that's my extent. And But no matter what, it's always awesome to hear about um, any of our any star power coming in to do something that is overwhelmingly positive. Like you can't you can't deny how positive um, this is going to be with his donations. And if you try, you're um, you're lying to everyone, <laughs> or you you're, you're you're just jealous. And I think that's where where, where any of that crap would come from, just out of jealousy. Hmm. Well, if if anything, I think um, what we certainly see is uh, you know, like I said. You know, for those that that certainly that way, but it, it as we've seen in in in, in time, in history, that uh, you can't stop someone's uh, someone's shine, if um, you know they really have it, you know, within themselves, and especially uh, when it comes to talent and it comes to musical talent, uh, you're you're looking at it spot on. That's that's a supernova right there. Um, that being said, let us turn to our main element uh, as we open this this geek gashapon here, and we bask in the awesome power of music. So uh, let's talk about my music story on Disney Plus, featuring Yoshiki. So is this? Um, do we do we need a spoiler warning here? Because I haven't watched it. Um, well, n- not yet. Anyway, because there are a couple of things that are on Disney Plus that I plan on uh, getting my eyeballs on, and this is well, let, definitely let, becoming let, one of them. Well, let's let's uh, for for the sake of uh, of of you know being cautious, just like we did last last episode. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoil! Spoiler alert! Spoiler! 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 Do not finish. Spoiler! Spoiler alert! If you didn't know, there's a spoiler alert here. There might be something that you don't want to hear if you haven't watched <laughs> the uh, documentary. Definitely. With that said, let us get into this documentary and the subject of this documentary hosted by uh, Disney and on Disney Plus, My Music Story. And we're going to go to Pirate Zaku only because I had a bit of technical difficulty. However, my ears were were, were crystal clear <laughs> for the sound of an angel that played during this, uh, this documentary. So uh, 
first off, this t- for, so for the music, let's 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 look at this. So people have pro- everyone's probably had this question. Well, how do you listen to music you don't understand the language? You know, you, you don't understand what they're saying. Oh no, easy. You just open up your language. ears and then you enjoy. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really it. Like, it doesn't matter what language you're listening to. Uh, it doesn't matter if there's, I mean, how did we listen to classical music? There's no words in that and you're still enjoying it. They've been composed by, um, mostly by people who are far gone and <laughs> no longer around. Um, so how do we, how do we do it? Just like, Deckard Bain has said, you just open your ears, you you listen to it, you enjoy it. There's just because we live in one country doesn't mean that other countries don't have their own spin or their own um, version or, or take or um, of familiar um, musical styles um, of music that we are, you know, familiar with. So um that that's just how you do it man it, you just enjoy it you find a genre or it, even if you don't find a single genre you find something that you like um that's what's so awesome about music we uh we get to um you know experience it <laughs> all um all our own way like music is is beautiful like that well said very well. I, I don't think I could uh no, I think you, you hit it on the head. That's it. Music's a universal language. That's it. On that note, just guide us through this, uh, Pirazaku. We we see you know, the, the screen comes up in this nice little room and this, this person walks in front of it and sits down. Just just Who is this person? Yeah, who that man, who that man is. Uh, of course, um, with anyone familiar with um, J-Rock um, and its prolific um, career, <laughs> um, that is, of course, the front man, not front man, but the drummer, um, the leader of X-Japan, one of the most successful Japanese bands, um of all time um they uh have done so many incredible things but uh yeah he's um he's a drummer he's a composer he is a um as we just heard from um the news just before we did this a uh, a great human being <laughs> um and man watching this this little mini documentary because mind you this is only 47 minutes long i expected something much longer but when i saw it running time 47 minutes i was like wait what um (laughs) but i mean it's very compact it's straight to the point it is disney related so he does talk about how um you know disney songs or, or when he first saw a Disney movie when he was younger, it does talk about his personal past. Um, but, uh, and he does do his own um, composition 
he, he composes or, or recomposes, redoes versions of uh, certain Disney songs like uh, Can You Feel the Love Tonight and um, uh, Let It Go. And I believe there was something else, wasn't there? There was something else. I believe it was, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was an Aladdin track, I believe, that was in there. Well, yeah, he definitely did also kind of like a melody where he, he was like, yeah, I like Disney music like this. And he played a couple different melodies that were familiar. But yeah, I think he, it did focus on on um, Let It Go and Can You Feel Love Tonight. Those were the ones that were um, on there. But uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned, it was uh, speaking on his past um, about ex-Japan and his foray into trying to um, um, you know, trying to find fame. Um, what else? What else? There was there was just so much. <laughs> there, there was a lot. There, like you said, his, his, his early childhood. We see photos of uh, young Yoshiki. You know. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Coming up and, you know, with school years, we see, uh, you know, the trip to Chiba. And Chiba's a very important thing if you are a fan of ex-Japan. Um, Chiba is where ex-Japan was formed. So, uh, back, you know, in the heyday, um, the early days, the early 80s, the, you know, the, the time of, um, you know, of what was called glam rock in the States. But, um, you know, in Japan, it became a visual K. So, we got a lot of good things in that short time. If anything, it's a good little, um, you know, for what I could get out of it myself. Um, it's, if you watch We Are X, this is like a good little add-on. But, you know, I think We Are X went in a little deeper than this uh, document, uh, than this documentary. Only because of the, the, you know, the difference in time between the two. And of course, the you know where where we are X focused on X Japan as the whole, um, you know this one just knit, zeroes in on Yoshiki. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the arrangements, the arrangements weren't bad, weren't bad at all. I I I enjoyed let it, his his uh, take of uh, uh, let it go. I thought it was just really ever cool just getting to see him um, do that like his his process of 
oh, you know, that I didn't like the sound of that. Uh, that didn't sound right. Hold on. All right. Can we try it in this octave? Can you go a little bit faster? Or let me hear it again. Oh, no, that didn't sound right either. Uh, it was just really cool seeing his process. Oh, yeah. All that with his uh, in the in-between matters, you saw his his hand at the time that they were filming. His hand had been, um, you know, like he had carpal tunnel. Mm-hmm. So he had it like uh, kind of bandaged. So you see the dedication there where he's like, Willing to do that in between, you know, just being taped up. Um, very dedicated, um, very dedicated uh, uh, artist, for sure. And a true artist, as she stated, the attention to detail. Um, love the piano. The That piano, very stylish. Isn't it the coolest thing? <laughs> yes. Very much. Oh, my goodness. That... And of course, seeing them like try to lug this thing in, I'm like, oh, they better be careful with that thing, <laughs> right? This, like, this like it's his personal, like, ready or um, built um, piano. It's got his name on it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it, it's so much there, so much to to take in, but um. We got a feeling that Yoshiki just, he knows this stuff. There was, there was, let's see, I believe uh, we had, like, uh, I'm not mistaken, there were two other songs featured in this this run of it. I believe we heard um, Without You uh, was played. And, and um, a little bit of Endless Rain as well. Right, Endless Rain. Beautiful. Endless Rain is a very good, very good song. Just the melody of it, the tempo is just so good. Um no, if, if anything, how would you, um, and in Pirate, and, and, and of course Pirate we can't leave the old Taco of the Mountain, who is not only a, not only is a fan of Yoshiki, he has seen this documentary and told me about it, um, in this Watch We Are X, how, do, how do you feel about all of this old Taco? Uh, I just, I just think it was great, a lot of the stuff that, uh, Pirazaku talked about just getting to see his his process and everything. It was it's, it's really good. You know, he'd play, say, oh, I don't, let, let's do it in this key. You know, let's try this and things like that. It, it's real interesting to me because, you know, I am also, I haven't played since high school, but I am a bit of a musician too. So it's always great to see that and to hear him play. It was, it was very moving to just listen to his arrangements. Mm-hmm. Very well, very well said. With all of that said, since everyone here is, is you know, seen it, would, so is this, the question is, is my music story, Yoshiki, is this a recommend for those listening to us now? Would you have them watch this? Hell yes. Of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. Even if you're not that fam- necessarily familiar with, you know, um, J-Rock or, or um, you know, I guess younger fans or, or fans that haven't really explored too much music necessarily, this is, this is a great um, just little look into the mind of an artist. Like, um, I can't. I can't help but wonder, like, you know, what goes on in the minds of other artists, right? Um, this, is valid. this is valid. 
like, like how does, <laughs> um, what, what goes through their mind when they're coming up with a song, when they're arranging, composing, when they're getting ready to go into a studio, um, what drives them to, to do what they do, um, what drives such a successful um, group? Excuse me. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. No, you're, you're, no, you two are, you two are definitely on the money. I would also agree as well. Now, saying that, saying that, uh, because there was a the documentary that came out prior to this one, We Are X. We Are X was very good. Um, of course little more of a focus on on ex japan as a whole and their their entire history where this focus specifically on yoshiki so i would recommend this but i think it'd also be fair to say you know definitely have uh follow this up with we are x because that one went uh that one definitely for the 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 time it takes time it takes its time to go into like everything uh this one is a good way to get into an artist's mind as you as you've stated definitely so um i i think if anything it's a recommend uh you know compared to so make sure your subtitle track element works for your disney plus <laughs> that's a recommend because uh, i had that particular difficulty myself but it did not stop the music music was beautiful um, and there is some parallel between We Are X and uh, My Music Story because of uh, Yoshiki's uh, childhood and, and his, uh, his, his uh, rise to uh, notoriety. That being said, and we, we've talked about uh, you know, Yoshiki here and definitely recommend that, that everyone watch this, uh, this special. Um, how... How did we get into Japanese rock music? How did how did how did how do we just fall into this 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 element of of speed metal and rock ballads and everything in a in another language? Just you know, music is universal. So let let's go into some origin stories here. Uh, Pyrozaku, how'd you get into Japanese rock? And how did you get into uh, X-Japan? Let's see. How did I get into J-Rock? Um, I think it was from... Pretty sure it was somebody that I was... Not necessarily just someone that was dating at the time. But, um, I mean, I was into anime. I was enjoying um, music. And um, I think I just found, happened to find X-Japan, and I just loved the sound. Uh, I don't think I ever saw a picture of them. I just found them, you know, way back in the day. Um, what I think in the, at the beginning of, of cable internet, <laughs> not no more uh, 56K for me, but um, when we were able to start downloading music, um, uh, don't do that anymore, folks. Please pay and, and make sure that you respect, <laughs> no, legit, like, definitely respect uh, artists what they do um uh but um i just ran into them and just loved the sound loved the music loved how fast it was how hard it was um uh 
I mean, granted, it's not as fast and hard as other, you know, sub-genres of speed and heavy metal and um, some of the artists that we can find today, but I just loved the sound. Um, and then from there, it was just branching out and finding other bands like Deer and Grey, um, like Versailles, like, um, like so many other bands. And of course, uh, one of my recent favorite ones was thanks to uh, Death Note, Maximum the Hormone. Um, but I just, you know, it just found them. Um, I almost feel like it was it was uh, random. Or if um, if I'm going to go by what Yoshiki said about how he had told his members that it was destiny that they were going to be together and be the band, I feel like it was destiny that I found uh, X Japan. <laughs> wow! Wow! That uh, no, that that is uh, no, that's quite the origin story there. Um, no, a definite one indeed. Uh, into your fray of, uh, of, of of Japanese rock, um, old otaku of uh, the mountain. It's uh, it's your turn. Uh, how how did you get into Japanese rock? How did you find X Japan? You know, I really I, I was sitting here trying to think of how I got into J rock, and I really don't remember. Uh, I know the first kind of, I guess, Japanese rock song I heard is one that, okay. uh, we both love and it's, uh, yeah. Calling <laughs> by, uh, Zykill. Yes. And, yeah. So... And that, that's like the, the first Japanese rock song I heard because it's the ending for, uh, Fatal Fury 2, The New Battle. And I was like, I, I love this song. I heard it when I was in like seventh grade. And I was like, oh, this is so good. And, you know, it just kind of went from there because you're young and you're watching and, you know, you like the openings and endings for all the animes that you're watching. I even made my own little kind of a mixtape where I would hold my little cassette player up to the TV. And when the song would play, I'd hit play and record it. And I'd listen to that tape every day before I went to school. Whereas I went to school and Zykill's Calling was on there. Um, I found X through the X 1999 movie. You know, they did the, the ending song for it. That's the first time I really heard them. And oddly enough, the next time I heard them was when... I'm not sure if, somebody, if it was an AMV I saw or if it was something that was officially done. But it was more Madhouse Animation 4X. And they had taken the song X from Blue Blood and had made like an AMV out of it. And that was the, the second time that I heard them. And it's X is it's a it's a song and it's music that is very of the eighties. You listen to it and you're like, This is this is an eighties song, but it's still so good. And it just kind of went from there. Wow. You know, thinking about it, what? I think, honestly, I think it may have been me finding Boom Boom first, thanks to the one of the Appleseed movies that came out. And then yeah, the, the first Appleseed movie. Yeah, the first Appleseed movie. And then 
after Boom Boom, I just was like, let me find more. What what else is there? What else is there? And that's where Extra Pan shows up, and I'm like, hell yes. <laughs> and really, like the first time that they had branched out was what was it for Saw Four? They mm-hmm. did uh, the the ending song, I guess, IV or Four, and that's the first yes. time that I guess they really got a kind of American notoriety. That's right. No, you you're right because I remember I remember the music video for that. Yes, I do mm-hmm. remember that. Oh my goodness. Um, no, so everyone's got their their origin here. So for me, my origin parallels that of Old Otago the Mountain. So I've my first Japanese rock experience was calling through the uh, through Fatal Fury Two, and I would hear it not just in the in the actual you know uh, uh, you know the actual OVA, uh, but it was in the commercials for uh, for Viz back then when when you know Viz before Viz Media it was uh, Viz Communications, um, you know with the gold logo and everything and and fatal fury 2 would be the first you know thing advertised uh and some of their uh their other videos so i was like what is this and i of course obviously ended up buying fatal fury 2 but uh that song just stayed with me and um you know in much similar to exposure wise uh, to x Japan was through X 1999 uh, Forever Love. Um, that song with Clamps animation and that song for the ending sequence definitely stays with you. Um, and for a time, it's, you know, my, my appeal, uh, affection for, for Japanese rock um you know it was there but i needed I, I needed other things to to help with that so i had two things and I, I knew like okay this is a this is the type of music i enjoy so you know and it became more clear to me as as time went on and playing games like like guilty gear and um you know, running into to, to especially Guilty Gear X two, and uh, characters like uh, like I know, and you know her her, her theme song, which um, Old Otago the Mountain. When I met him and talking about Guilty Gear and everything, and his 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 feelings on I know and just the the song though was so was such a thing by the time we met and he. Uh, you know, he told me more about X uh, uh, Japan, and, and we started talking about, it. and that's when we realized our, our origin stories were kind of the same. There were some parallels there. So, um, you know, and over the course of that time, I I got into like other bands uh, during that time, such as um, you know Asian Kung Fu Generation. I had been a thing, a few others that you know a different side of of Japanese rock, but it put me in the the spectrum there and so you know the respect just grew over time i'm learning uh about x japan and and their uh contributions to the mix so that being said um we all have a a unique 
origin story here to uh, our roads to Japanese ride. Now, this is where, you know, things get funny. Your first concert, your first Japanese rock concert. Where did you see your first your first band? Of course, it, like if you've seen X, where did you see X the first time? If you had the pleasure of seeing X Japan, you you want to go first, Otaku? Oh, there we go. Sorry, my uh, my uh, mic got messed up. Oh, sorry about that. It's saying you uh, you you want to explain your your first your first. Uh, exposure to X Japan live, seeing X Japan in, in person. I've I've never gotten to see them, sadly. <laughs> well, well, uh, Pirate Zaku, it, it seems like that's going to be for you to answer. Your your first time seeing X Japan. Um, where uh, did you see them? I had the pleasure and the honor of getting to see them um, up in New York City. Drove all the way up to New York City with, uh, with Tans um, and one of their friends. Um, and we, we drove up there, we stood in line. Yo, when, when I tell you that, you know, not just Yoshiki, but X Japan is just like loves their fans, they got us. They got everybody that was standing in line pizza. Wow. We're standing in line, and all of a sudden, you like hear from the back of the line, and you start seeing people walking down with like these New York pizzas, and they're like, "Take a slice. It's from the bands." Yay! <laughs> oh. um, and it was just the coolest thing ever. You know, surrounded by expansions, but it was. Um, if I remember correctly, it was the Roseland Ballroom. Don't quote me on the name. I remember there being Rose in the name. Yeah, um, Roseland. Yeah, the Roseland Ballroom. It was an awesome venue. Uh, we were. Um, it was. It was packed to the brim. Uh, it was so cool seeing them live. Um, and let me tell you. Uh, if you have watched or if if you haven't seen them before and um, if you um, and you watch the uh, the my music story and when he starts playing endless rain if you don't start feeling something some kind of of feeling in in your chest and you don't feel emotional are you okay <laughs> do you need help um because when, when they played that... Where's Ralph? He's over there, hogging the hell of a good dip for his big game ritual. Oh, boy. Hey, Ralph, can we get some of that, too? Yeah, yeah, soon. Almost done. First the carrot, two taps and dip. Then the celery. Ah, yes, now the chips. All dipped in creamy, hell of a good dip. Mmm, delicious. Yes, it worked! Get the dip made with real milk and cream that wins every time. Not just good, hell of a good. 
Hi, my name is Joe, and I'm a home decor overspender. Hi, Joe. I made a breakthrough. I found HomeSense. It's unreal. So many brand name sofas. I bought one. Oh, wow, really? It's okay. The price is so low. Lighting, unexpected. Rugs, handcrafted. Wall art, eclectic. I go back like every week. <gasps> no, it's always different. New unique decor, same great savings. Every time you go. Field trip. HomeSense, standout pieces, outstanding prices. In live, everybody was singing. Everybody was in harmony. It was beautiful. Excuse me, and there was not a dry eye in the house. Everybody was crying mm. while singing that song. It was absolutely beautiful. It was incredible. Um, that was, and and to think that, you know, you've got an entire theater um, venue full of people that are not necessarily headbanging, but, you know, just listening to rock music. And then all of a sudden you go into a ballad and everyone's crying. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it's, it was, it's just, it was just an incredible, incredible experience. Um, getting to see uh, the members play, of course, this is extra pan without Hide. Um, but, you know, he's, he's all, almost pretty much always mentioned um, they, um, he was such an integral part of the group, such a charismatic character. Um, but it, yeah, it's, it was such an awesome show, like so freaking crazy, so awesome, so thankful I got to do that. <laughs> wow, that so looking at at matters just from ex Japan now I've never seen them live, but of course, just hearing about them and just the the crowd that's that's that you know the the band carries uh I Remember Otakon and, and and Yoshiki is no stranger to to the the going to to conventions to whether it's at San Diego Comic Con or any of the others. So and he's been to Otakon a few times. Um, and I remember the one year, um, and I believe it. In, I'm trying to remember, but I believe you. I believe you were there. I think mm -hmm. there's a story to this. You were there, and I believe it, I want to say it was 2014. Because I was still in the area at the time, and I want to say that was a the crowd was huge, and old Otago of the mountain can 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 stop me if I'm wrong. Crowd was huge. There was a lot of things happening that weekend, and X Japan was gonna show. Well, Yoshiki was gonna show at 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 con because apparently there, there was gonna be a performance. For, Yoshiki was gonna do something. And she you showed up. up. Yep. I believe you showed up uh, 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 there, uh, Pyrozaku. You showed up there. That, uh, um, not only because it's Otakon and I loved going, right. but yeah, Yoshiki was there. And, Yoshi, right. And he's, he's going to, um, and he was going to do a, a special classical concert, um, you know, because the man is, is um, grew up, he learned to play piano first. And that's another thing that's that's really awesome learning, or not just learning through that, but um, you know, finding out on on your own because there's many people obviously that do research on their favorite artist. Um, but uh, yeah, he got a piano when he was little. That's what he learned, and then unfortunately, you know, through circumstances, um, that's how he ends up getting his um, getting into rock through an unfortunate circumstance. Don't want to give that spoiler away because I know. Um, 
one of our panelists once is hopefully going to be able to watch it. But um, uh, yeah, it's it was it was so awesome, and I, I y'all, I got to meet, I got to be in the same room as him. I got to meet him. I got to stand in front of him and Pata, <laughs> um, uh, and and the other members of Extrapan. Y'all, I was I was so giddy. It was such a surreal experience. Um, those those stories that you hear that people tell you, um, or that uh, that you may have heard of people saying, you know, I, I got to meet someone, but I, I you know, acted stupid because I didn't know what to do or say. Yeah, that that stuff legit happens, y'all. When when you meet someone that you know you not not necessarily idolize, but you know you you think is is out of your reach basically <laughs> um it's just so freaking awesome definitely awesome um i just remember from that weekend just the crowd sea of people that came that sat i want to say it was around saturday i think that's saturday or so that it shown up into that sunday um and i remember you you, you showed up because First, we didn't know whether you were going to make it or not. And, uh, of course, over my time of getting to know the old otaku and, and everyone and meeting you, and um, I was like, oh, Pirate Zaku's not coming. So, you know, then, you know, because it kind of hit us out of nowhere that, wait, so Yoshiki's here? <laughs> wait, he's coming? Right. When? So it's like, wait, to this, like, you know, and the city's, like, crowded. With people and bars and ball games and uh, I, I, it's so much was going on. I think there was like a a, a rap concert the, the the day or so before, so a lot of tourism was just prevalent in 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 the city at the time. And then here I see you show up and everything. We're excited to see you. You are like you 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 are prepared for this concert. <laughs> <laughs> you were prepared for this concert like that there's there's no doubt there was no doubt you and another uh and another dear friend uh was prepared for this concert <laughs> so um it was very very good times now that being said both you and 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 old otago the mountain have mentioned certain names here alongside x japan and in particularly it's it, it's uh it's leader yoshiki you mentioned uh during gray um, you know, of course, during Gray is uh, kind of one of the the many uh, uh, acts during that time, and, and some that came a little after that time that were inspired by um, X Japan's efforts. Um, you know, they're they're one of many. So, during Gray's one uh, Versailles, that's another band that comes to mind. Uh, that that. Certainly, I'm familiar with thanks to Old Otaku of the Mountain. Um, just any of the other uh, Japanese Japanese rock bands that you've had the pleasure of of seeing, um, you know, in in your course of of just being a, a fan of, of of music and a fan of this particular uh, genre of music. Uh, let's see, uh, Otaku, and I'm pretty sure. The old Otaku of the Mountain and I have been able to see uh, uh, Garugamesh. We got to see Garugamesh, didn't we? Or was that just me that got to see Garugamesh? Old Otaku of the Mountain. 
all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh he back. I guess oh, he's, he, he might be having back. a little trouble. Oh, there we go. Might be having. There you go. He left us in suspense. He was leaving us in suspense. He's leaving us in suspense. <laughs> um, I don't know if you heard, but um, did we get to see Garuga Mesh together? No, that was another one of the New York concerts that I didn't get to go to. No, 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 no. That was down here in Springfield. That was in Virginia. Oh, oh no, no. I didn't see Garuga Mesh. I think that was that was within like, um within a month of um, like X, me being able to see extra pan, because I think I wore an extra pan shirt to see Garuga mesh and they saw my shirt and they're like, Oh, extra pan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and uh, I had, I was, y'all, I was so happy. I got to see uh, boom, boom satellites uh, as well in DC. Um, at the 9.30 club. To... Yeah, that's another one. That, um, that was actually like the day or the week after um, uh, X Japan in, in New York. Um, that, that one, that concert will also like live in my heart <laughs> for forever because um, Boom Boom is one of uh, Otaku and I's favorite, favorite bands. Um, and let's see. Um, are we are we going to be counting um, con concerts? Yeah, I'd con? say so. Yeah, the con concerts because because uh, you know that's where that's where uh, me and Chris and Courtney and Shelby we all saw in uh, Versailles there. Yeah, Versailles was really cool. Um, Versailles I'm was cool. I'm still too. really upset that I didn't go see Muck. Yep, that's all. Me and Shelby got to take Chris to see Muck at all. Rams head. Um, because because like I I think I'm I'm even more mad because I was like, wait, I didn't put one two and two together that they were the artists that did the opening for um Air Gear. <laughs> oh no, no, that's not Muck. Oh no, wait, wait, who am I? Ah. No, that's a uh, back on. Back on. That's that's the other one that I missed. Yeah, that's that was that. Uh... Their first performance was at a uh, Anime USA. Yeah. And then it was like the second to last year, I want to say, that Otakon was here. Uh, they performed at the Mastery. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was. Yep, yep, I remember that. It was that sec. It was the second to, like you said, the second to last uh, last year. Yeah. So, uh, very good times. Very good times. Back on was uh, quite good. You know, very. It was cool seeing them it was cool just even before when you know as anime rest stop we had the table and everything and we see back on just setting up their stuff so like wait it's back on. <laughs> yeah they're doing it's doing back. their sound check and everything yes i was <laughs> like wait that that's back on <laughs> should, should we say hi like no no they're they're in their they're in their sound check like oh okay <laughs> <laughs> no but um they're very good artists um definitely great band um still one of the best acts uh going um versailles versailles was very good and i was very sad to hear about the um the passing of of, of you know one of their uh one of their key members uh and that was after that was the year later after their uh their u.s debut and that's mm-hmm. uh you know 
that's unfortunate because I, I felt like, uh, you know, as far as like the visual K style of band, like that, that's, that's it. You know, you got the, 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 the hair, the outfit, like it, it's very much there. It's very much there The the, you know, so, um, and if anything, that certainly resonates, uh, pretty well with me any looking at it, and of course you know during gray uh, is what yeah, mm-hmm. i was i was just going to talk about during gray uh okay. me and uh me and pirate zaku got to see them together that was the second time that uh i had seen them the first time i have a uh, i have a story about that <laughs> sure so sure. that was that was when i got to see them with uh courtney me and her had gone to go see them at Ramshead, and uh, i don't know if you remember or if a pirate Zaku does, but you know the little like the upper VIP section that they have at Ramshead, like the highest uh, level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like there's the venue on the floor, then they have the 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 second level, and then from the second level on up, there's like a VIP section. Mm-hmm. So when me and Courtney were there to see them, we were on the second level, but we were like all the way off to the right side kind of where you could look right down over the balcony and see them mm-hmm. and one of the security guards came and was like hey you guys you know you can't be here it was me her and another girl i think and he was like yeah you know you guys can't be here uh, the band doesn't want people this far off on the side mm-hmm. and we were like well we can't go anywhere else because ram's head was packed like it was packed for the show Right. So the, what the security mm. guard did was he was like, well, come on up here. And he actually took us up to the VIP section. So we got to look at uh, the performance from up there. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty great. Um, I've, um, so the, the girl that I was dating at the time when I got to see Hiru, um, I got to see them for a full weekend up in New York. Um, that was pretty cool, pretty awesome. Excuse me. Um, got to see them at the same um, venue. I don't remember what the venue is anymore, but got to see them um, three nights in a row. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, and then that's also, um, because I... I can't remember right now, but Otaku, you like um, you're a fan of Kitty, right? Yeah. Uh, do you remember their like second or third bassist? Um, uh, I only remember Morgan. That's the one that I love. Okay, I got to meet their other bassist there. She just happened to be out selling CDs for her band at the time. Oh um, wow! <laughs> yeah, she was just sitting. She was just you know, standing there in the hallway, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um and and we talked for a moment and it was the coolest thing. She's like, I hope there's no hard feelings with me having left the band and I was like, None at all. You're amazing. <laughs> Aww. Um, Aww. But uh anywho, um uh let's see, and then I got to see um we got to see uh X to or no, I'm sorry, uh Diru together. Um where did you say that was? I don't even remember the name of the place. I just remember it was close to a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was right by uh, the expressway. It's a uh, sonar. Okay, got to see them at yeah. sonar, and then 
Um, and then I got to see them one more time before that, if I remember correctly. It was with the girl that I was dating at the time, again. Um, we had gotten the VIP meet and greet tickets. And it was up in Baltimore. Oh. And oh, nice. um, we, we got there. We got to meet them. It was kind of awkward and weird meeting them because they all, it was in like a back hallway in the theater. <laughs> and it's, it's um, they, they ushered people in a couple at a time and they're just basically standing there in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just kind of went down the line shaking their hands and then you got a picture. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that might've been at, that might've been at Ramshead too, because I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in the same area where I got to meet a bullet for my Valentine. Uh, yeah, I think it was Ram's head. Um, but it, it was, it was just so funny. <laughs> it was, um, cause Kyo is kind of there. He's like, I can't believe I have to do this. <laughs> uh, the other members are like, are kind of like, Oh, this is kind of cool. And then I, at the moment for the life of me, I, um, stupidly can't remember the name of the, um, um, the drummer, but he was, he was pretty cool. Shino, he was, Shinya. Huh? Yes. Shinya. And, Yes, Shinya. He was he was there. He was he was like one of the only ones that was smiling. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Shinya Shinya is uh, Courtney's favorite. <laughs> um, and if I remember correctly, uh, one of them uh, is actually a Gundam fan. Huh. <laughs> I believe it's the bass guitarist. I'm trying to remember right now because. Um, I've noticed it. I noticed it before, um, and it's it's been noted that one of them is is a Gundam fan, and he has like Gunpla um, in his uh, somewhere in his house. But um, he also has like his um, the boxes for um, for for the gear um, very distinctly has uh numbers that are in the font of like um mobile suit numbers <laughs> oh wow okay um i was like okay. there's no way that it, that can't be you know a reference to gundam <laughs> but um right. but yeah that's so i think i've seen them one two three four like five at least five maybe six times um every performance is absolutely incredible kyo definitely um i i i understood why uh there was the uh the church of kyo <laughs> yeah i've heard that kyo one myself scream and uh fish hook himself all the time right yeah that was uh that's interesting that's a very interesting uh <laughs> now you say fish hook now for those listening in for those listening in um, when you say fish hook now, now during gray, um, just those keeping track. So they're one of the bands that came along inspired by, you know, X Japan. Um, and it had some, some dealings with, uh, with X Japan early on and, you know, became a different band as time went on. Cause they went from, uh, a certain look and hair color to being kind of darker and kind of, little more little louder little louder uh just you know understatement of the year but little louder so so just define for those when you say fish hook 
Um, for those that may not know Keo as, as fondly as some of us do. Okay, well, also a slight side note is uh, Keo has stated that the reason he uh, really got into wanting to be in a band and everything is he had seen uh, Buck Tick. And I forget the uh, the singer's name for Buck Tick. But he had seen them when he was young, and that made him want Ooh. to uh, want to do that. But uh, wow. ba- uh, fish hooking, okay. fish hooking is uh, where it's some old thing from like what the eighteen hundreds or whatever, where uh, you take your, your finger and you hook it into a person's mouth if you're fighting, and you know you pull. It's kind of like you know uh, when you hold a fish after you've caught it. And that's what a fish hooking is, and Keo tends to do that to the point where he uh he bleeds. See, and he he See. also uh, beat his bare chest a lot uh, with the like the end of the microphone, where he would also end up bleeding that way too. Yeah, <laughs> Keo is a uh, interesting individual. Very, very. An incredibly, incredibly talented singer. Like the fact that he can go from those incredible guttural, um, like death metal roars to like these high shrills, and then not even that, just his vocal range in general. Like, holy crap, this guy's talented. Yeah, and you know, doing that, he's he's messed up his his voice quite a lot doing all that, but mm-hmm. he he loves what he does so. He'll, I think Kia will sing until he loses his voice. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's right. actually kind of neat seeing that there is a quote-unquote safe and way of um, uh, doing those, those kinds of screams. But, yeah, when you put your all in it, there's, there's no holding back, even if you know a safer way of, of singing like that. Uh, this is true. I mean, it's certainly one that that gives us all. There's no doubting that in uh, in Keo and uh, Dern Gray's efforts, which, as uh, Old Otago of the Mountain uh, just uh, you know pointed out, you know Buck Tick was uh, an inspiration, big inspiration, for them to do to for Keo to pursue matters, and you know and Buck Tick is another one that definitely is part of that uh, that element of uh, the founding. Uh, years of uh, you know the, that whole visual K movement, uh, Buck Tick, X Japan, um, that come into that uh, element uh, there. So it's pretty interesting to see the the progression step uh, for a lot of those bands. That being said, uh, we get down to you know the, the 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 question of questions here. So, um, what is your favorite? What is your favorite X Japan album? Mine is, mine is Blue Blood. I love Blue Blood. Okay. It's Blue Blood. Uh, Pirate Zaku. I think you might have got cut off. Are you leaving us in suspense? Maybe. Let's see. <laughs> you might have uh, got cut off. Let's let's see. Let me, let me check. Let me check. Oh 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 no! He's leaving us in suspense. He's leaving us in suspense as he is. Uh, he's he's 
he's, he's got to take care of something, but he's, he's leaving us in suspense. So uh, I do agree with you as well. Uh, Blue uh, Blue Blood is really good uh, album. It's the, the second album of um, X Japan. And a lot of the progression that people talk about with uh, the music from its from its speed glam metal sort of days, um, the rebellious look and and, and and tone, you still have that, but you start to see it transform into ballads and 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 more of a sort of tonal shift in that regard. Um, you know, and it's considered it's an album that you know, mind you, X Japan doesn't have but what five studio albums? Yeah, they as, don't, as, they don't as have, a band. They don't yeah, they don't have that many. Right. It's not that many. Yet when you look at the impact this band has made, and mind you, it's only you know there's only five albums, studio albums. Everything else is like a compilation or remix or, or live stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, like their last, their last, their last actual album was 1996. Wow. Yeah. So from like 88 to 96, they released five albums in eight years. Says a lot says a lot you know and and yet has made a heck of an impact for themselves and in in japan and you know now we we look at you know the world over now um so looking at blue blood blue blood's got a lot of songs um a lot of good songs a lot of nice songs here um i enjoy x x is a good song I enjoy X. Um, you know, I enjoy in- Endless Rain is great. I love the the, the, the whole tone of it, but Kuranai is the one. <laughs> Kuranai is my favorite track. It it's it's one that that you know that that just goes for it. So so Blue Blood's my my favorite uh, X Japan album uh, as well, and. Uh, as Pirate Zaku has us in uh, anticipation as we await his return. No, I'm back. I'm sorry. Get... <laughs> oh, duh. He has returned. He's, he, he came five times as fast as the others back to the <laughs> back to the mic. And uh, he's, he's here to give us his answer. Favorite X Japan album, if you uh, you have one. Um, that's that's a tough choice. Um... Five album, five studio albums in. Uh, their time and a lot of different uh, compilations, live st- live uh, album stuff, remixes, soundtracks. Um, you know, I think I think I'm gonna have to concur with Blue Blood. Um, that just has such incredible, incredible music on it. <laughs> it does. No, the, undoubtedly. I mean, Vanishing Vision was their their first album. Uh, it certainly, you know, opened the door, um, you know, but Blue Blood is the one that carried them through to see that progression of their, their music. And and then you get, you know, your other albums, 
problems, you know, you get jealousy of life and Dahlia that, you know, rounds things out in terms of the album stuff. And of course, Ex Japan still, you know, still, you know, they, they, they were gone for a bit because of, uh, you know, of matters and, you know, had a reunion and, you know, now, uh, certainly part of, uh, undoubtedly part of history. Um, that being said, um, with the albums, now I said my favorite song is Kuranai. Do you have a favorite song? Does anyone have a favorite song of X Japan? There's well, a lot off of, of off of Blue Blood. My favorite is a uh, Weekend. Weekend, Weekend. Such a good song. Oh, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> uh, mine. Uh, Simply because of the emotion that's in it is is always going to be endless rain. Um, the lyrics are, you know, like cathartic. <laughs> they they feel there's just so much emotion tied to that song. Um, so mine is going to be endless rain. Okay, okay, and that I stated mine is uh, Kuranai, and it, it doesn't take away from the efforts that certainly have been contributed outside of their, their studio fair, as there's been a lot, um, you know, for, uh, forever love is definitely, uh, definitely a poignant song. People should, uh, seek it out. Um, Red Swan is a song that is featured in a certain anime. That anime is Attack on Titan. Um, I think that song is too good for that anime, and I am a fan of Attack on Titan. There is a lot of heart in that song. Um, not to say there's no heart in Attack on Titan, but I felt like Attack on Titan had its own sort of sound. And this song uh, with Yoshiki and, uh, and, and Hyde, you know, featuring the Hyde's vocals in here, like, there, there's... There's a lot of good in this, even though Yoshiki uh, particularly doesn't mind it because he, you know, he did that little commercial for uh, for Attack on Titan with the with the coffee. So, <laughs> so, so in, in that regard, you gotta gotta give it to him. Um, and Red Swan's very very nice. I I, I dig Red Swan, but Kuranai's the the one for me. Um, yeah, a uh, another another song that uh, Yoshiki and Hyde have done, and it's funny because Red Swan is. I believe Red Swan is a Hyde song, or is it Yoshiki featuring Hyde? I'm not caught up on a Attack on Titan. Let's see. Well, Yoshiki wrote and produced this song. It just it features Hyde's uh, vocals. Okay, so it's Yoshiki featuring Hyde on yeah. Hyde's like last studio album that he did, uh, Anti. Him and Yoshiki have another song together. It's called uh, Zapang, and that's a really pretty song too. Hmm. Zapang. Gonna have to put that on my uh put that in my cue list. Okay. okay. You should you should check out the, the whole anti album. It's a great album. It's the one that has the uh the DMC five on song on it that I was like, Oh I know this song and I realized it was DMC and I was like, Oh Oh well, see that's more reason. There you go. Then that's that's <laughs> go Oh my goodness. Go to DMC. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually 
un, that's not real that would be so incredible to see live. <laughs> it would be. Oh, totally. Uh, yes, Detroit Metal City. Um, no, that's a good uh, a good recommend. Uh, live action's great. Manga's great. Anime's pretty okay, but um, definitely as far as things go, I would say the live action's good and the manga's good. Definitely check out Detroit Metal City. That being said, I believe, unless there's anything else you'd like to add, I believe we have uh, rocked things out here in this uh, edition of ARS 45. Um, given a sound review of my music and certainly a look at uh, X Japan, uh, some recommended songs certainly memories or is there any more anything else uh you'd like to share in uh this walk of uh of of music from uh from japan i can't think of anything at the moment i mean i'm sure there's a lot more but you know then we'd be talking forever so i think uh <laughs> we should hold that we should hold that for a uh probably another uh episode we should yeah we uh we definitely um gonna come back and visit this um because there's so much more to talk about with music like obviously um like even even just rolling it all the way back to the beginning when we mentioned you know music is universal think about how um k-pop and and this is something that i, I believe we're going to touch on in another episode um yeah. But how K-pop has has come into the foray now, you know, not saying that you know J-pop was paved the road, but um, you know J-pop was popular for for a good while. Obviously, um, with anime, you're still going to have mostly Japanese artists doing openings. But um, right, like honestly, how many people actually speak Korean and know what BTS is singing? <laughs> what shiny? <laughs> what anybody uh, was singing? Blackpink. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, just to reel it back in, um, definitely, please, please, please take the time to watch um, uh, my music um, and uh, like I watched it with my mom and she loved it. Um, so someone who isn't into, you know, rock and roll other than um, the Elvis Presley and the Beatles. <laughs> um, enjoyed the uh, enjoyed what she learned from it. Enjoyed, you know, the story behind it. How you know emotional. How kind of a man Yoshiki is. Um, she enjoyed it. Definitely make the time to watch it. Hopefully, you don't have the technical difficulties that uh, our founding father had with <laughs> subtitles. I believe you do have to turn on um, closed captioning subtitles for any subtitles to show up. Otherwise, it's basically just um, there's there's no subs that really show up. Nope, definitely. I think if anything, that's a definite uh, that's a just definite advice. Uh, certainly follow suit on that because uh, you do not want to uh, miss out on uh, such greatness. You want to be able to fully understand everything. Uh, so I will be sure to certainly follow that for the next My Music uh, 
story, which, uh, you know, Disney Plus, um, you know, this is something they, you know, this is an initiative. So, you know, we should be seeing more uh, artists willing to uh, not only share their, uh, their, their, their stories into the business, but also uh, more uh, arrangements of classic Disney songs. So should be interesting to see who else gets uh, to be selected for this lovely, uh, lovely show. Perhaps, maybe Utada would be the next uh, person. I wouldn't be surprised if she was, but. Maybe someone that's worked with, um, uh, with Studio Ghibli as well would be interesting. Oh yeah, no, definitely, totally. That that would be that would be pretty nice too. That would be pretty nice. So, well, we will be revisiting. Um, we will be revisiting a lot of these topics because there's so much to talk about when we talk about music being a universal language, being the the key to a lot of things, key to the soul, key to uh, understanding things, and overall very very entertaining uh, element. Um, we will be returning to this soon. Uh, so definitely want to check back in with us, uh, when it comes to it, uh, with that, everyone that concludes this edition of ARS 45 podcast. So old Otaku, where can people find you if they want to find you? Oh, I haven't gotten back to that yet, but, uh, if you want to okay. talk to me, you can check my, uh, Twitter. It's, uh, Dark Cam D R K K A M nine one seven. I see. Well, well, that answers that. Well, there you go, folks. So if you have anything to to say, check out Twitter for uh, the old Otaku of the Mountain, uh, Pirate Zaku. You know, as always, much like old Otaku of the Mountain, it's great to have you here. Uh, where can people find you if they want to seek you out and learn more? <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, always a pleasure to be here. Um, uh, people can find me on uh, the Twitter at at pirate underscore Zaku Z A K U. You know, because I'm a fan of Gundams. Um, and not that I really necessarily accept random people's follow requests on Instagram, but on there I am. Uh, moonlit night m zero zero lit underscore night um for my love of moon night <laughs> uh and then of course on um every so often on twitch i i think i'm gonna try and start doing at least two to three days a week um uh at pirate zaku on twitch well if anything uh definitely want to mark that down in the uh the twitch queue uh, folks, and certainly check out uh, Pirate Zaku um, as he uh, schedules matters and uh, see what other what sort of gaming frenzy uh, we could see. Maybe we'll get to see a few uh, raids on uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. Maybe that'll be something. Maybe we'll get to see you fight some of those weird chocobos you're always talking about. Red Shop Tumor. Deckard Bane, uh, who has helmed us, uh, you know, technically. Um, where can people find you? As always, I'm on uh, Twitch at Deckard Bane 83. Same on the Twitter 
I'm still fighting the good fight against Facebook, so no guy on Facebook there. Uh, once I get this move behind me, you will definitely see me much more uh, back on my Twitch page uh, doing some recordings because uh, I miss streaming. I really do. But I got to pack stuff away if I want to move. The sacrifices we make, so folks to get away check from out, people uh, that we don't like. Oh, definitely check out Deckard Bane. He's making sacrifices for you and me. Oh no, this is all selfish. <laughs> it's all selfish because uh, I just want to get away from this person. But I'll have a living room again. Oh my god. Have the living room. And that's what it's about. Having your living room again. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And speaking of having having things and having uh, listeners and others ask about particular things, certainly you can find me at ARS Founder on Twitter. You can also find me on the Anime Rest Stops as well from time to time. Not too hard to find. Then there's, of course, uh, the Facebook. A lot of memes there. Uh, Anime Rest Stop on Facebook. Um, and I'm on Twitch, uh, just trying to find a good schedule and find some fun things so, for everyone to watch. So uh, keep a lookout on the Twitch of Founders Foundry, because I am the founder. That is my foundry, but this has been ARS45 Podcast. Have a great time, great day, great night, wherever you are. And we'll see you soon with another marvelous edition of ARS 45 Podcast. Bye-bye. Hasta pasta, y'all. Attention shoppers, we now have taste in the bread aisle. Dave's Killer Bread. That's right, an organic bread that doesn't need three spoonfuls of sriracha jam to delight your taste buds. Dave's Killer Bread is a 21-grain salute to the end of boring bread, a brand on a mission to make the most out of every loaf, to rid the world of GMOs and artificial ingredients, and plant the seeds of good in all that they bake. But Dave's Killer Bread has done more than raise the bar on bread. In fact, Dave's Killer Bread was built on the belief that second chances can change lives when its founder, Dave, the guy with the guitar you see on every loaf, returned to the family bakery after 15 years in prison. Dave took that chance and ended up creating what would become the country's number one organic bread while never forgetting his not-so-easy path. That's why at Dave's Killer Bread, they proudly practice second-chance employment, hiring the best person for the job, regardless of criminal background. And by the taste of it, things have worked out rather well. Dave's Killer Bread. Bread amplified. What a catch by George Kittle! <laughs> Hey Niner fans, George Kittle here with a pro tip for making the best play on your eyewear. Visit Zinni.com, the official eyewear of the 49ers. Zinni has changed the game for you, finally making prescription glasses affordable for everyone. At Zinni, you can find over 3,000 frames with unbelievable prices. Look for the Kittle's collection so you can rock our styles every day too. So visit Z-E-N-N-I.com, start shopping from home using their virtual try-on, and change your eyewear game forever.